you know, admittedly, I picked the Mad Season song that I like, but I probably could have picked one with a better intro. Do, do, do we yeah. want to start, start this over again? One. No, no, I'm good with this. We'll You're leave it in. This? We'll leave it in. They show my confidence. I, 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 I think our uh, fans just fell asleep. <laughs> oh, shut up, Aaron. <laughs> it is uh, Jotting Out, episode number 70. Holy crap. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... Uh, oh, wait, he's not here. No. He's not he, here. He's at an amusement park in Columbia. Like, not, but not, not Columbia, Maryland. Not Columbia, Maryland. Yeah. But, Columbia, the country. Yeah, yeah, Columbia, with uh, his uh, beautiful bride, who has uh, got family that is Colombian. And so AJ is out this week. But I think we've done better. Yeah. I think we've done better. I don't even technically know what Dan's title is. Like, this is, I probably first had Dan on a radio show when I was with Chad Dukes. Uh, 2006, somewhere along those lines, when I was right, at 1300. Right, yeah. um, Dan McDevitt, who is the man behind MCW, but like legitimately, dude, I have no idea what technically your title. Well, he's is. the corporal. Yeah, that's well, co-owner. Co-owner, okay. president, president of MCW, and co-owner with the, my partner, executive Dan, so vice president yeah, of, yeah. of talent relations, something yeah. like that. I try, I try to stay in the background. I don't try to. I, I have out. noticed that you do yeah. a really good job. We can never yeah. find you at shows. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you. I saw you at the Evolve show. Yeah. I've never seen you at an MCW. Well, show. You know that's because um like the way me and Dennis run it, the way me and Dennis run MCW is uh. Like, he takes care of everything in the front of the house. Yeah. Um, tickets, seating, all that, and I take care of everything in the back of the house. So once, I mean, really, like, an hour, hour and a half before the show starts, like, all it goes into overdrive. The Once the once the doctor's there and the doctor's doing pre-match physicals and doing commission check-ins, the commission's pulling on me, so I'm dealing with making sure everybody's signed in, making sure everyone's cleared by the doctor, and if there is any... Health issues, sometimes you have guys like blood pressure high, and then the commission's like, well, this, you know, this guy may not be able to wrestle. So then you're dealing with that. And, <laughs> yeah, and the it's a good thing to hear, right? Yeah, you're so you're dealing night. with that and production stuff and filming and the sound and the guys and the matches and, and uh, anything else we're doing. So that's why, because it really, um, you know, about an hour and a half before the show, man, it kicks into like goes like 200 miles an hour, and it doesn't stop till about 20 minutes after the show's over. Well, it's good to have you so. here. Dan McDevitt, uh, who is the co-owner of MCW, one of the top indie promotions in the country, um, doing this for over a decade now. Yeah, since yeah. 1998, actually. Holy crap, almost two decades yeah. at this one. That is incredible. With a couple-year break, like three-year break in there, we took three or four-year break, I kind of... Took a time out. Took a time out. <laughs> I, I remember being back in high school seeing MCW flyers in my hometown with Al Snow and the Blue Meanie. Wow, wow, no doubt, man. Yeah, yeah. So it's we've been yeah doing it a long time, man. It's crazy. Well, it's good to have you in here. We appreciate you stopping by to hang out course, with us. Of course, of uh, course. We have coming up a little bit later on in the show a guy that's going to be doing some events with you uh, coming up in September. That is uh, Jim Cornette will be right. joining us. Jim, I, I've known Jim a long time. Jim actually. Um, I got to know Jim when I was wrestling. Uh, Jim used to actually was one of the first guys started booking me for extras for WWE. Oh, that's cool. Um, doing extra work and then and uh, yeah, so he um, he he booked me for a WrestleMania. I, I did a WrestleMania. I was a police officer wrestling Which? the big show. The one in Philly where uh, oh yeah sure yeah I was one of, yeah one of the cops holy yeah. crap I didn't realize yeah, that yeah yeah Cornette called me like two days before he said you want to work WrestleMania I said. I, th- I think I do. No, maybe. no. Yeah, I yeah. might be able to squeeze it into my <laughs> right, schedule. I got a lot of other stuff going on. Right. I was gonna, got a nice little Sunday plan. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. You're gonna appear on imports. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Wonder. You know what I mean? Right. 
So. so I tell you, is there going to be catering? Like, if there's catering, I'll go. If not, right. I think right. I'm probably going to pass. Yeah, I'll. I'll Man, I got it. I'll do, okay, I'll do, let me think. Awesome deep. I, I guess. Yeah. I guess we should make sure to let people know we've already recorded the cornet thing, which is why. Y'all oh are yeah, here yeah. It is, that is a good point, actually. So Dan will walk in like halfway through the cornet interview. That's because we had to record that a little bit earlier on. So we'll get to it later in the show. But that's uh, it might might seem a little bit weird when Dan's been talking for two segments and then all of a sudden in the third segment he walks in halfway through. It would just seem odd at that point. Uh, we will talk about the stuff going on this week. What happened on Raw? A little bit of a, a little bit K-fabe, of a fave, guys. K-fabe. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a strange decision to um, do legitimately the exact same thing that had happened on TNA a week earlier. But we'll get to that. We'll get, we'll to, get that to that. We'll get to that. Uh, you guys at MCW have a really big event coming up. It is, uh, I, I think, I don't know what you guys call your biggest event of the year, but I think this is the one that I sense seems to matter the most. To yeah, everybody. it's definitely the Shamrock Cup has kind of become. Um, our WrestleMania, um, we 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 kind of just started taglining it, um, calling it uh, Maryland's greatest professional wrestling tradition. Um, it, it really has. Um, Shamrock, he was a guy that I wrestled with, um, that I started wrestling with, and just was uh, he was one of us. And we initially, me and the guy Earl the Pearl came up with the idea to do it because in wrestling, Earl the Pearl Monroe, the former ND, no, yeah, that guy, oh, okay. We uh we 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 wanted something to remember him, you know. He was so passionate. And he was one of us, and we just wanted to do something, do this tournament every year, to um to re- so that wrestling remembers him because wrestling seems to forget, you know, a lot of times guys and they'll pass away and then all of a sudden they're forgotten. So we did it, and and then it meant so much to the locker room, and it, and we could tell it really just started meaning a lot to our fans and fans that have followed us, and it's. You know, it, it's cool. So that's definitely become that. That's our WrestleMania for sure. Well, and by year. the way, the the list of people that have won the Shamrock Cup. For Aaron freaks out about the Shamrock Cup every year. Just so you know, like you're dealing right. with a. I know that Aaron presents himself as a professional a little bit, right. but right. he is nerdy fan around right. this time of year. That's all right. Like totally. I'm, I'm a nerdy fan too. So all right, all right. right. Yes. Um, the list of winners of the Shamrock Cup, guys that have accomplished a little bit in the right. world of professional wrestling, and particularly in recent years. Right, right, yeah, a long list. Um, Sammy Callahan and Adam Cole and uh, Christian York several times, Joey Matthews or Joey Mercury. Um, that list goes on and on. So, it's yeah. a pretty pretty impressive list. Pretty impressive Most list. Most recently, a guy man. who's uh, is killing it right now in ROH. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he is, man. He um, When him and Patrick Clark... I didn't have a wrestling school, you know, for 10 years. Um, even when we came back and started doing shows again, it's it's such an undertaking to do it right, to do a wrestling school right. And, um, you know, so I, I didn't want to do it, but I, I just I was so tired of seeing just young guys just horribly trained um, in the area that, that just weren't trained properly and didn't have a basic foundation. So, like, and Patrick and Leo would hang – like. They're part of the reason, like, they wouldn't go away. They were, like, hanging out at the shows and, like, hey, are you going to do a school again? And we had kind of talked about it, and we want to train. You know, like, talk about two guys that were just hungry. And then when we finally decided, all right, we're, we're we, you know, we talked, and, we all right, we're going to go down this, this route again, and we're going to reopen a training center. And they were the first two in the building. Um, and just both of those two, just you know what I mean. Patrick's killing it, and in XT now, yeah, yeah. And I mean, who? It's just it. They both blow me away, and I just, 
Leo's four feet tall. So, man. Like, he's, it's, it's, like, really, I, I can't get over that sometimes. Like we, we went to the, uh, Ring of Honor show last Friday night. Yeah, I couldn't make it. I was working. He was, he, he wanted he me to come. But I, I heard, he, I heard he killed it. Oh, I, my, it, killed. I think that was the match of the night. Between, oh, it was him and amazing. It was, really it was amazing. Yeah. I saw him, uh, uh, the year show that you did with, um, uh, Evolve show. No, I saw him at the Evolve show, and also I was at your show. God, I drank a lot that day. I'm really sorry. Uh, Nash and Hall. Oh yeah, yeah. I was at Jimmy uh, Seafood. Show. Yeah, this, exact. Thank you. Exactly mm-hmm. right. That was the, the night. I I saw him at that show as well. And and every time I watch Leo, like I forget he's four feet tall. He wrestles like, big, right? Right. Like, like, he, like 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 they always say about Jericho, like. Mm-hmm. You know, Jericho's shorter, but uh, you always hear that about him from guys like that you – and as a fan, you can get that. Like you forget – you don't see Jericho's height because he's so damn good. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just – so and Leo the same way in a lot of ways. Like you can come out and go, wow, that guy – but when, once he turns it on in the ring, you're just like, whoa. Dude, it's incredible. He's like amazing, you completely yeah. forget. Like it's not a gimmick. He's nah. just a wrestler. Yeah, he's 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 good, man. Him and, him and Patrick are – him and Patrick both are two of the most the most uh, amazing athletes I've seen and worked with over the years. Just guys that were from the first day in the in the training center. Me and Bruiser, the guy, and Dean, the guy that trainers, and Pat. Um, we were all kind of looking at each other like, "Oh my God!" Like these guys are freaking you knew? freakish. Do you huh? know these guys are going to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From day one, they're two guys, and I'm not patting myself on the back. Like, yeah, we all looked at each other, and we just the athleticism was insane, and just you know, I mean, sometimes you can see that, and over, you know, I, I Lita was another one um, from mm-hmm. the first day um, when I saw her training. She came to the school, and you know, yeah, I but what like, did she ever do? Huh? Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, yeah just a girl that just she had a look, and her was athletic as hell, man, and just. In shape, and I was like, ah, this girl's gonna, she's gonna do alright, and she did. So, uh, you know, I, probably five people or so in 20 years of a couple hundred people that I've trained and mentored, probably like five that come to mind that like right away I was like, wow, this, they're gonna, they're gonna be a star. You know, even with good training, a lot of times guys, once they kind of get out of their comfort zone, they tread water a little bit. They don't really know. But these guys, they gra- officially graduate, what, November of 2014, I think it was, something yeah, like that. Yeah. So we're not even two years gone, and they are yeah. what they are right, right. now. What do, what do you do in the school? Is there anything specific that maybe you advice you've given or anything you do to let them – Exceed as fast as they or succeed as fast as they have. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, it, to a, from the first time they took a bump, it was two years ago in June. You know, we wow. opened that. We wow. opened, a, opened the school, right? right. Like, yeah. Yeah. could you imagine? Right. Like they they it was uh, like June third or something like that, 2014, when we we were a little delayed. We did an open house, and then we yeah. So they took their first bump in you know two years, and then within two years, once. One signed with WWE and one signed with Ring of Honor. Um, yeah, we and had a Ring of Honor title match, by the way. Right. WrestleMania weekend. Right. Re- right. Represented America in a major CMLL tournament. Yeah, right. like, won yeah. the top prospect tournament. You know, just a couple of things. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's the, that's the, that's the problem with 95% of wrestling schools. Um, to give you an example, um, and it was the, the kicker for me, um, what the guy Ken Dixon, mm-hmm. um, Ken Dixon, who's who's really you know, um, he went to another wrestling school locally, 
And um, it was, and this was, he was working shows for us, but we didn't have a school, and we were talking about it, and we were on the verge of opening up. Kind of had things in motion, and it was really, there was like, this was a, a deciding factor for me. And But this is a perfect example, and it's not to beat up another local wrestling school. It's to say that this is all, this is like common practice with a lot of schools. It was his second day in school, and he showed up, and he didn't in wrestling school, and he doesn't really know anything. And the second day, and the guy training, he gets in the ring and and says, hey, what, what do you want to do today? That's what he says to Ken, and Ken's like, uh, uh, learn how to I wrestle. Learn. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? What I want to yeah. do? And he was like blown away. I just gave this guy a thousand or fifteen hundred bucks, um, and that is what's wrong with most wrestle. We before it took us three or four months um, with Pat, my um, one of our guy, Pat Brink. Mm-hmm. You guys know yep. Pat. Mm-hmm. Pat was my student from way back in. Um, in uh in bone breakers he trained with me in the 90s he was one of my guys and he went on to sign a wwe developmental deal and was down there in developmental um he was a big part of um working with like bubba ray dudley and their curriculum and um uh, tom pritchard who's probably yep. one of the greatest trainers ever um and we wrote out uh completely a day-to-day by the minute um 32-week curriculum um so you know for you know, written out for two days a week training, and I'm a beginner's and advanced class, and it was thought out and obviously written out with, with by people that, you know, have they have their, their Bubba Ray Dudley and Tom. Pritchard yeah, the, okay. Yeah. You know, so um, basically, yeah. So we we that's that's the key, man. Is there? There's a curriculum. There's a training regimen. There's um. We've, we've, um, we have, and Patrick has, we, and we wrote not only the curriculum for the school, but also like the cardio and conditioning was based on what a lot of WWE, what theirs was, because Pat was there mm-hmm. for two years under contract. And, um, and then we've, we've tweaked it because Patrick has been back many times, um, you know, when he's off and he comes back and then he'll come down to school and for the say, so he doesn't get in any trouble. He's not getting in the ring. Like, he's not coming to school. I don't want to get him in any trouble. Yeah, right. Um, but he, you know, and has helped tweak, um, like, but comes down, he's just, he's a, he, you know, to pass on knowledge and he's helped us tweak also, uh, the, some of the training and some of the cardio drills and things like that to what now they're doing in NXT. And the reason, you know, we, we do we do that because ultimately, I, I want people that want more for themselves. Like, so if we're if we're training people to prepare them for that opportunity, should it prevent, prevent itself present itself, um, we follow their kind of follow, you know, follow their lead, yeah. so to speak. So yeah, it's just it's actually a school that's a school that has a curriculum and it's written out. It's a crazy you know, idea. <laughs> completely, but you know, so yeah, just most wrestling schools, why they won't, and look, we, and what it does is, um, what it does is, is it, it, um, it, it, guys excel so, so much faster. I mean, I've had several guys, very experienced guys, um, it, on the indies comment to me about how our guys with a year or two years experience are farther along and better in the ring. Than guys that have been wrestling five, six, seven, eight years on the indies. Just you know what I mean, and yeah. that's it's it's. I always say it's all about a foundation. Just like if you build a house, yeah, you got to have a good foundation. So if you get a good foundation, the house goes up easy. If you try to build a house on a bad foundation, it doesn't work too well. And that's really the key. Just 
taking time and we put something together that gives them a good fa- that assists them in a good foundation. Is there a part of you from the from the train like putting on your your uh, promoter's hat that wishes the trainer side wasn't so good and you wouldn't be losing these guys so quickly? No, <laughs> not at all. That's a thing. No, man, not not at all. Um, I, I always say I want them to I want to throw them out of the nest as quick as possible. Not at all, and I always tell the guys that. Like for me, um, it's just self satisfaction to me. Like one of the most satisfying things that is that I've ever done in my career ever. Like the most satisfying moment was Lita getting inducted into the Hall of Fame and the first person she thanked. Yeah, she did give a nice person. shout out to uh, one you Dan know? McDevitt that night. So that was all. Like to me, that was like man, that's. You know, that's all. That's yeah. it. You know yeah. what I mean? To know that those people that did that, that I had a, that they think, you know, no. You know what I mean? That that's no. So I, it's yeah. it's cool. Yeah. What I liked, I had Leo and Patrick. And, and I mean, because of Ring of Honor's deal, they allow him to wrestle for us when he's not, you know, obviously. And they even, um, I can't thank Ring of Honor enough because they're even, you know, they, they he's under contract and they have a show this weekend oh, yeah, they, in Philly, but mm-hmm. they're they're putting him on first so he can get back to us. This is wow. a whole ordeal That's for two really weeks. Cool. Wow, a whole ordeal with the commission, you know, um, because he has to be seen by a doctor. So we like have a doctor lined up to meet with him late because the doctor that's going to be there at our show checking people in can't stay. So. Ring of Honor's, yeah, they're basically putting them on. So I mean, shout out to Ring of Honor and that's Hunter really and cool. Joe Koff yeah. and Jeff Jones and everybody that helped us uh, work that out so that our um, Shamrock Cup winner um, can can be, be there back, to right? Defend, yeah. The, yeah, can be there to defend. Because we had a couple of people asking, "Hey, I see Leo advertised on the Philadelphia show. Like, relax. Yeah, gonna, they start filming at six. He's going to do their first episode, and, and then." then yeah, then head then you know it's uh, hopefully it doesn't have too much traffic on the other <laughs> side. It's, <laughs> 60, it's like seventy minutes. From yeah, the, yeah, Harper County. Yeah, right. You can you can definitely pull it off. Yeah, actually, you're right off ninety five. Yeah. You're actually in really good shape. It's right. A good, yeah. right, it's a good point. So, well, this is a broad question, but I think you'll understand why I'm asking it. There are a lot of indie promotions that show up and disappear mm-hmm. fairly quickly. Right. Why has this worked? for so long with MCW, why have you guys been able to develop the reputation that you have with with established professional wrestlers, with guys that are coming up, with the fans in the area, that they come out? I went to the Evolve show. It was a great show, right? The Evolve mm-hmm. show was wonderful. And I, right. I, don't want, I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way. There was a nice crowd at Evolve. I came back a couple weeks later for just a local promotion – and there was nearly twice that many people that were there for that right, event. Right. And Why it, has it worked? Well, and and to to, to give Evolve credit, it's it's um it's a new thing. It's and well, and it's and it appeals to a different audience. Because one of the things I thought was cool, and I was sitting out watching the Evolve show, as you, you know, you saw, because I was I, I really in, you know it was. And nice make it clear, we loved it. We're right, we're gonna yeah, go right. back. We'll be there for the next show. Absolutely, they do. They're, yeah. they're amazing. Um, but it's you know what was amazing to me is so many people. I bet you well over half had never been to an MCW show. They were the hardcore internet, you know, internet fans, Evolve, NXT fans, because they were asking us so many questions and asking my guys, and they're looking at the banners on the wall. Oh, wow. Listen, we've heard about you, but we never, you know what I mean? So You think that maybe drew some people in? Yeah, well, I think that, you know what I mean? And, and that, you know, us being here, look, 
you know, we're local. We have a lot of local guys, so we get, you know, friends and family of other, you know what I mean, of some of the wrestlers. It's a combination. We appeal to kids with our shows, be, meeting the stars, and we're very kid-friendly yeah, where maybe Evolve is a little edgy. They're not going to appeal to kids as much. Good point. Because they are edgy in their content, which is okay. It's great just for what we're doing and, and trying to draw kids and trying to bring in families. You and again, I'm I mean? not it's knocking right. Evolve. This is way more about awesome. phrasing right. you guys and no, what no, you no. have built. Awesome. I mean, Evolve's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, and we, you know, over the years, we, you know, the, our local fans have, you know, become emotionally attached to some of our guys. Um, you know, and, and I think they, a lot of people, they, they enjoy and see this as, you know, like a launching pad for for some people um you know for for guys I, I just hard work um i think the biggest thing why you see indies the biggest thing i see is egos man um is the, it's the worst business for egos um and it's crazy because uh and I, i've had i got to like i don't even really talk to promoters or people call it like you know, you talk about wrestlers having egos, but pro- indie promoters are way worse, um, and they don't listen. And I, I have offered free advice that I probably should charge for <laughs> when some people and promoters will call. They're, they're, you know, they're young promoters, and they'll and I'll, I'll give them advice, and they'll ask me, and they don't listen, and then they do the opposite, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, we lost. I, I mean, persistence. I probably lost a hundred thousand dollars over ten years. Me and Dennis. You know what I mean? Um, figuring out how to do it right and just you know and and doing right by people developing relationships um i genuinely have always just really wanted to help people um you know to to get to that next level in their career and i think you know that's again to go back to that's evident by you know lita's getting inducted the biggest night of her life and i'm the first person she wants to say thank you to personally like that was it's a statement yeah so that just that genuine caring about people and what you know what i mean and and um and and learning from my mistakes and um and my passion for this never dying um it's that i always i talk with jim ross about it and you know, we've become pretty good friends, and it's like I, I just love the business, man. I still love it after so many years. I just, you know, I, and, yeah, that's I guess that's it. But the biggest thing being, if I had to narrow it down to one thing, guys having egos and not being able to get past that ego to learn from mistakes, you know. You know, what? how much of that and what else goes into, you know, you run down not just the, the legends that you bring in. Obviously, you have Sting coming in, Alexa. Like, so but the the great indie talent that you bring in, like I'm looking at the cruiserweight classic, who are considered you know some of the best indie competitors. A lot of them had have worked for you guys like Rich Swan, guys like uh, Tommaso Ciampa who's coming mm-hmm. in this weekend, uh, guys like Cedric Alexander. They all want to come and work for MCW. What what about like how do you? Uh, make those relationships with the indie scenes and bring guys in like well that. a lot of them i mean because uh, we we i mean and i and and like shout out to sean cradle who helps me um i don't know if we want to really get him we don't like sean much no we don't care for him yeah no nah, yeah, so <laughs> i love sean yeah because we get pounded man we get pounded with uh pounded with people trying to get in and, and wanting to get in i'm uh, 10 a week people emailing and it, it, but it's there's only so many spots yeah, on the show sure. i have students i have an ethical responsibility to students that are coming and yeah, paying us the you gotta get them on right to, yeah so it's a spot thing you know like you know and you can only so it's just a matter we try to sort through and 
look for the guys that are getting a buzz because there's only a, a few spots where we can maneuver people because our formula is you bring in, you know, WWE guys or guys off television to bring in to continuously yep. bring in the casual fan because yep. you're you're constantly grad, you know grinded for that casual fan. Then we have our students that we're trying to develop and help um, develop, and then so it's only a few spots, and we just we just kind of look and try to pay attention to guys that are grinding and making a name for themselves and bring them in sporadically. Um, and I, I wish there was I wish we could bring in a lot of those guys on a more regular basis, but again it's a it's a spot thing. There's only so many spots. He is Dan McDevitt. He is the co owner of MCW and he is sitting in with us this week on jobbing out. Let's get plugs in for for this weekend, mm-hmm. for what you guys have coming up. Let's do all of that right now and then I want to come back in and talk, you know, shop. Gotcha. We want to talk some, okay. some re- also you put something out on Facebook today that I'm interested in talking about a lot because I think it's very intriguing. So uh, let's talk about this, the Shamrock Cup, right. of course, this weekend at this MCW weekend Arena. This weekend, MCW Arena in Joppa, um, the 16th, uh, 7.30, doors open at 4 for an autograph signing. Um, and you've got some pretty big yeah. names. Sting and Lex Luger, and from what we're being told um, – this is like this is winding it down for Sting, kind of what his agent was talking about. Because um, I've had a lot of fans say, you know, some people vacations. Can you get Sting back again? And kind of from I think what we're being told that this, you know, not this is going to be his last because he's got other schedule. But I I don't know if, from what his agent was saying how much longer he's going to be doing these. So uh, it seems like he just kind of wants to move on. So that's great. Which is, I'm very happy we're, we were able to get this done because Sting was the guy that made me fall in love with wrestling. Which is so it's a it's cool. That's it's a really cool, cool. It's a really cool surreal moment. I have a um, picture from with me and Sting from when I was 18 at a gym in Linthicum that I went to because I heard Sting worked out there when he was in town. It was Powerhouse Gym in Linthicum off Nursery Road and uh. And I, I stalked Sting, waiting, <laughs> sitting in the parking lot, waiting, and like got out of my car and like ran in there, like when I saw him. And he was so cool to me, and I was like, I want, and I was like six months away from starting to train to wrestle, and that's why I ran. I want to be a wrestler, Sting, and he was so cool, man. And then I would see him at time to time. Then I ended up working at that gym, so he as he would come in. Um, and I specifically applied for a job at this gym because I'm like, oh, this is so cool, man. <laughs> right and at the time, WCW was running Baltimore every yeah. couple months. So like, I'm gonna be here, and I always wanted to work the days of the, you know, the WCW shows. So, um, yeah, man, he was the guy that I fell in. He made me fall in love That's with cool, wrestling. Man. And, uh, so it's cool that he's working for me. Do you get to nerd out at all about that? Like, do you get to have a moment where you just stop being like Mr. Professional and just sort of be like? Dude, I'm 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 sitting here with Sting. Like. Sometimes, okay. yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's cool, and like for me, like the 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 relationship I've developed with like Jim Ross and like things yeah. like that make me go, wow, man, that's. Yeah, you spend all like of his, basically all of WrestleMania weekend with him, right? Yeah, 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 helping him out with his shows in Dallas. So, um, yeah, but so moments like that, and then you know, like Matt and Jeff, because me and Matt and Jeff knew each other before they were stars. So, so sometimes things like that when I. If you like go out with them in public and people are like freaking out and it, you know what I mean, sometimes like I have to stop and go. That's just it's just Matt and Jeff to me. It's just my buddies. You know what yeah, I mean? But I you know you. what I mean. So yeah, but but a, a moment like that sting. Yeah, I've that stopped a couple times and went. That's this is like full circle. Right. Know, so to me, tickets for the Shamrock Cup available at missionticks.com. Yeah, and of course you can go to MCW MCWProWrestling.com as well. Uh, let's plug like Twitter. Can we? Uh, tw- yeah, tw- every um, 
The Facebook is MCW Pro Wrestling. Uh, Instagram is MC, at MCW Pro Wrestling. And uh, Twitter is at MCW Wrestling. Okay. Um, because at MCW Pro Wrestling was taken by someone in England. That, you know. Oh, okay. So, yeah, thanks a uh, lot, guys. Right, thanks. Yeah, right. You know. Thanks a lot. So, and, yeah. and this is not the only event you're running this summer. No, well, and Evolve, we're, we're working with Evolve August 19th. Um, again, what an amazing promotion. Gabe is a, a genius. I really think that guy's he's so smart. Um, and the first, uh, I believe this is the first one, right? Is, is it Cody's first appearance? Yeah, it'll be his first appearance since outside WWE. of WWE. Yep. yep. So that's and that's um, August nineteenth. That's not going to suck. That is not. And he's facing Zack Sabre. Yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be Gargano. And disappointed that it wasn't Gargano until they announced Sabre. Yeah, Zack Sabre's not so (laughs) bad. That's not a bad... Right. Not a bad villain. So, yeah, that's that's just if you, I mean, you're a wrestling fan, you got to come out and check out Evolve. They just, you know, it, it's guys right there on the cusp. I kind of always say like, you know, they 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 go. There's a wrestling's a, a ladder, move up the ladder, and um, evolves above us in the ladder, and that they go from like us to evolve to the you know to NXT. Like this is and that's how guys moving up the ladder. So all the guys you see in Evolve are right there. They're one rung below. Um, you know, being seeing them on NXT and then ultimately WWE. So yeah, and a bunch of those matches actually, I think they announced were going to be uh, cruiserweight classic. Like they, I think they called showcase matches or exhibition right. matches yeah. or something. So right. you're saying Gulak versus Cedric or that's whoever. Gonna be, that's yeah. going to be a really great night. Right, right. Yeah, they definitely don't want to miss that. So MCWProWrestling.com to find out more. He's Dan McDevitt. He's going to hang out with us. We got uh, you mentioned Matt and Jeff. We're definitely going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about how the WWE ripped them off this week. Um, and we're going to talk about Frank Mir, of all people, as Dan Devitt go, right. has an idea, has an idea that I'm intrigued by, I to like say it. the least. I'm intrigued by it. We'll do all that next. I'm Glenn. That's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. Our friends at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square are open for business with two all-new drive throughs a faster, high-tech kitchen, and a totally remodeled dining room. To you, it all means faster service and an even more comfortable place to eat. The next O's Day at Chick-fil-A is August 22nd. Wear any genuine Orioles gear and get a free sandwich all day. That's Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, just off Campbell Boulevard in the Nottingham Square Shopping Center. And don't forget Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square for all of your catering needs. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stan the Fan with the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, will look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12, Stan the Fan and Adam Gladstone Real Baseball Talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash StanTheFan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. The Aberdeen Ironbirds invite you to join them for their next Sunday Fun Day. Sunday, July 17th at 535 when the Ironbirds host the Staten Island Yankees. Kids run the bases for free. Hot dogs are just $1. There will be fireworks and much more. Get your tickets for Sunday Fun Day by calling 410-297-9292 or by heading to ironbirdsbaseball.com. That's Sunday Fun Day with the Aberdeen Ironbirds, July 17th. 
Looking for licensed Orioles and Ravens jewelry for the sports fan in your life? Charles Nusinoff and Sons Jewelers. 8720 Sater Hill Road in Parkville since 1923. Charles Nusinoff and Sons has provided the Baltimore area with affordable fine jewelry, quality repair workmanship, and a total devotion to customer service. Looking to pop the question? Charles Nusinoff and Sons has designer mountings and certified loose diamonds. Prices that can't be beat for the perfect proposal. Download their new app, the Vow Engagement Ring. Finder for iPhone or Android and search styles, get prices, and even upload a picture of your hand and try rings on virtually. Charles Newson Off and Sons, Orioles, Ravens Jewelry, and the Vow Engagement Ring Finder. Go to charlesnewsonoff.com or call 410-661-5050. Charles Newson Off and Sons Jewelers, 8720 Cedar Hill Road in Parkville. Let's scroll together. Back in here, segment number two, it is Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. This really and was an underrated theme. It was really great. It was really great. Dan McDevitt is in with us this week as uh, AJ Francis, our main event, is uh, is out for the week, but he will be back next week for our big, you know, speaking of which, we need to remind everybody, Tuesday night, we're going to be hanging out here for a draft event, for a party. That's right. Uh, you can still get in. If you're willing to bring food, you got to bring something or with alcohol. you. Or alcohol. Or alcohol. Yeah, yeah you got to bring something with you food. for our event next Tuesday night for the draft. Email jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. Have you been handling the details? I've been handling it. I'm glad because I have nothing taken care of, so I'm happy to hear that. But if you still want to get in, AJ will be here and have a fun time on Tuesday night watching the draft. And, yeah, uh, if, if you've emailed and for whatever reason haven't gotten an email back. Just send another email. Or, or send a tweet at me or something because. Yeah, don't I, include me because I'm of no help. Well, just do it yeah. to just do it to annoy you. But, oh, fair you know. enough. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I, I should. Last night, I think I emailed back everybody who has emailed. Okay. So, Very yeah. good. All right, Dan McDevitt, I got a bunch of stuff that we want to talk about with you, just wrestling wise. Just let's sure, go into the, go into the world of yeah. wrestling. Um, let's start with. Can we start with Final Deletion and what happened this week on Raw? I'm assuming you have watched both. I have not watched. WWE's version. Okay. Okay. That's you haven't fine. watched that. This yeah. that's, that's okay. What, what do you think of Final Deletion? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, here's here's my disclaimer. They're friends. Uh, they're, Matt and Jeff are great friends of mine. Right. So, um, and I I think Matt's. A, I've thought Matt was a genius for a long time. Like I, I've always, Matt's always really understood. But that aside, I liked it. You know, and I'm not just saying that because I'm friends. I, I actually did like it. Um. You know, I thought it was different, and um, I, you know, like I, I liked it. You know, it was it was out there a little bit, but I, I it was really definitely out there. There's no doubt about <laughs> a that. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know, it was out there. Um, you know, but I, I really liked it, and I enjoyed it. Um, you know, and uh, so, you know, and I've I've liked how Matt's kind of like reinvented himself. Um, I wish, and I, I think the character is good. I just wish from and and it's from a friend point of view. Um, I wish he was on WWE TV doing that character because it's so much. Like I really think he'd get over. Yeah, I think it would work. You know, and you know, so many less people see TNA. Yeah. 
Um, the, the big spike from 300,000 to 400,000, which is a good spike, but right. said it's is that, what they did? is that what they did this year? For this final week? deletion. I don't well, know what I think they, 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 The numbers aren't out yet, and, and I'll talk about the, this week's impact in a second. But here, they did like, spike the ratings 100,000 for Yeah, 100,000 for final deletion. Gotcha. Wow. Wow. Yep. See, I didn't, I didn't hear that. I don't, I don't follow the ratings and stuff that much, but, um, but yeah, so I, I, you know, I, um, because I really like it. I think, you know what I mean? And he's, he's, you know, keeping himself relevant. What I thought was cool was um, you haven't pe- people haven't really talked about TNA, and they really got a buzz going. Yes, um, yeah. that did legitimately you know, happen. They really got a buzz going within and online. It was like the day after it. It's all anybody was talking about. So, you know what I mean? I, God bless them for, you know what I mean, D- doing what they're doing to toe the line for TNA and, and being company guys because they're – they're good guys, and you know they're they're um, they go all out for whoever they're working for. So, but I, I did like it, and not just because they're friends. I actually did like it. I, I actually enjoyed it. Right. And, uh, you know, some things you know like made you laugh. Oh yeah. But it was a uh, it was entertaining. Well, it was entertaining. You know? Yeah, that, it was, that entertaining. was the bottom line. Is right, that it, right. It was entertaining when all of a sudden. What would you think if you found out that another company saw Final Deletion and said to themselves, "I know what we're gonna do." Exactly that. Exactly that, uh, but we're going to do it. We're going to add some realism to it. Is that, that, I had a problem with that, but we'll, we'll get you. And, and what did and like? So I, I heard everybody saying they were copying it. It's, I just I usually I usually DVR raw and uh, record it and, and then like just kind of zip through it like the next day. But for whatever reason, I didn't. My DVR didn't record it, and that's what happens. Why I didn't see it? So I heard people talking about it, and I went to the next morning like let me let me find it, and then. Dan, this was such I, an exact copy. I, I, I'm I really sure it was written by Matt and Jeff. I, I, really? I really thought Bray Wyatt was about to say New Day. I knew you'd come. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was it was the exact same thing. It was. Except, I, I mean. Here's There's the, subtle nuances, there, right? And, and there are nuances, and it was, it was basically, it was very clear that someone had seen it. Like there, there is no plausible deni- deniability here that they just happened to come up with the same right. idea at the same right. time. Like <clears throat> it was structured the same. Well, not exactly the same. You didn't have the pre-segments with the yeah. It was just Vanguard one segment, one. It was just right? One segment. But what you had is New Day shows up in creepy swamp area. You have this. You know, kind of some wide imagery here. You have a, a girl holding a lantern with a sheet mask and stuff. And then they jump behind a truck, just like Matt Hardy jumped behind a boat, and then they just start beating the crap out of each other for a while. And eventually it ends. But the way it's shot yeah. is it's it's a spitting image. Yeah. They right, shoot right. it in that sort of weird cutaway to some, you know, some other image. L- of, little jumps in time, stuff it, like that. It was, it, like, it, it's, if they attempted to say that they weren't, Either mocking or, or doing, if they attempted to say that it was not influenced by Final Deletion, they they couldn't finish the sentence. Right. They couldn't try to pull it off. It's exactly the same. Right. Just New Day and the Wyatt family, which by the way, was great. Let me tell you the truth. The truth is, for an angle that they're going for with the New Day and the Wyatt family, if if there's no Final Deletion, if Final Deletion doesn't exist, you'd look at this and say. This was a tremendous step forward in the progression of the storyline between the New Day and the Wyatt family. I'll, I'll say the idea was good. I didn't think – I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't think it was executed anywhere near as well as Final Deletion was. Wow. Final Deletion, you had, you know, just in the segment, like looking at it in the segment, not including the feud before, feud after and stuff. You know, you had a very clear beginning, middle, and end of the, the segment of, of the Final Deletion. With this, you had – Beginning, you had fighting, and then it 
ended without a resolution. Like, they were just kind of standing there, and Bray says, follow the buzzards, when they're presumably surrounded by tons of cult members, and it just, it ends. Like, that's a problem. It, it is. So I, what, did they beat New Day down, and New Day was... Essentially... They, they, were, they beat each other up, yeah. but then what, what it came to is, because they were in this, like, it almost looked like a party, like they were in a ring of trucks, basically, and then all of a sudden it cuts to, or not cuts, to, I don't even know what, if it cut, but anyways, all these lanterns all of a sudden being held up, with, like, faceless people, and Brace has followed the buzzards, and that's it. Like, there's no real... Well, you see ending. them go to run away. What, did they? I, they I said start they just... to run away. They do start to run away, but we don't know that they got away. And right. Considering the number of the trucks, trucks and whatever kind of monsters might have been in these trucks, I, I don't know how they could have gone away. But, yeah, you're right. There's some... But they might be just, just saving that for next... I don't and, know. And, and it's possible. If, right. if, they, if they continue it, which I don't think they will, but, you know, they might. They might uh, continue with it. I think the big problem was, it to me, I, I made this comparison. If Final Deletion was like a Marvel superhero movie, then the New Deletion, as uh, people <laughs> called it, <laughs> was, uh, was, was DC's version of it. They, they decided, okay, we're going to take this, but we're going to make it darker. We're going oh, to make it darker. Oh, it was darker. You're right yeah, about darker. that. Darker. We're going to make it grittier. We're going to, you know, have production value. But we're going to kind of do that at the expense of what little story there already was. And we're just going to kind of get dark. And that's well, but the isn't that the concept of the Wyatt family, though? Like, I don't right. think there's anything wrong with that. Well, but see, it's, it's the problem that I've had with the Wyatt family. We, we've had this discussion before where I think the Wyatt family has been at their best when they've gone completely over the top with it. I think that's been them. What isn't the, over the top about this? It wasn't over the top. They, they tried to ground it at least a little bit. They tried to gr- ground it in reality. There was a sister Ab- Abigail. Well, there like was we a actually, what? We don't know if it was a well, sister we're Abigail. I'm sure it was sister Abigail. I hope it was. That would actually yeah, be a little would... bit of a progression there, but we don't know that. But that's the, it was it was people. There weren't drones. There weren't Vanguard ones and holograms and shooting. Like it would have been better, I think, if it was that because it would have take it would have gone over the top. Yeah, I don't I, think it I, went I, over the top. That was my problem. Is that it tried to grind itself a little bit? It, it went to the grim, dark, went to the realistic. I think just like you're DC saying does. that because you just watched Final Deletion. Well, that's part of it. I think that's, that's what you're certainly saying. I think, I think it's. But I also, you know, I view it sort of like, um, you know, like I, I said with the with the Undertaker thing, where at first they started by going over the top, and then they kind of brought it back, and it turned yeah. out, oh, they didn't really all have those powers. I kind of had the same thing here, where they could have gone full over the top here and had Bray Wyatt summon spirits out of the swamp or something, and I think that would have actually yeah, made I it better. I don't. I didn't know that you needed that. I, but think I, I just think when you're doing an inherently ridiculous thing like this, you need to make it ridiculous and not try to go halfway. It's also, by the way, the problem that I had with uh, TNA this week, because they did do a follow-up on Final Deletion. I didn't see that. They, um, I, I was going in and out. I was flipping back and forth between TNA and the All-Star game, but basically they, they did some crazy you know, vignettes and stuff, but then they did an in-ring segment with Matt where apparently he got the Jeff's contract by winning this match, which apparently okay. was a thing. And basically he said he basically owns Jeff now is kind of oh, where this is right. going. But they by kind of ground, grinding it into reality, bringing it into reality with the contracts and saying, oh, I could fire you, but I don't want you going to WWE in Japan, which is what he said. He's kind is that of, what he said? He said that basically verbatim. And – um by bringing it into reality, you have this weird, awkward situation now where it's inherently ridiculous, but they're trying to make it not ridiculous, and just there's a little bit of a weird 
back and forth there that doesn't quite work. Uh, which I kind of felt here, where they tried to keep it somewhat in reality. I think you're overthinking this, man. I might I think be. You're I might be. I might be overthinking it, but it's it's what I felt. It's honestly what I felt. I was like, are they going ridiculous or are they not? Because there's yeah. nothing. Inherently eh. ridiculous, other than they were fighting in a swamp. That was pretty ridiculous, bro. I mean, the whole thing was pretty ridiculous. But again, the the, the real storyline is: Are we okay with the fact that the biggest wrestling company in the world just openly ripped off TNA? Well, I think it. If nothing else, it's you know, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Right. I think you know Matt and Jeff because that was their brainchild. Um, you know, it satisfaction. But you know, I mean. What are you going to do? Uh, wrestling, you know, I mean. I get it. Everybody's ripped off everybody at some point. And you like still I, do. You know what I mean? Like, right. look, we, you know, there's times I look back on something from, you know, uh, ter- you know, like I'll find someone will say, hey, did you see when this happened in territory? And I'll like, let me see. And I'll like, it's a good idea. We should recreate that, you know, so. You know, but this is, is a, but not a week, week later. Removed. You're right. Yeah, you're no, right, it was right, a, a really and dumb one, idea and it was to do the, the week after. biggest thing that this com- the other company had maybe ever done. Right? right. At the, least since 2010. Yeah, since, I mean, yeah. sure, in a long, the biggest thing they've done, and a week later. Yeah. That was the mistake, especially if this feud is going, you know, we, we don't know because of the draft, but a lot of people are thinking, okay, maybe this does extend to SummerSlam. There's no reason not to hold it off until August if you're doing that. You don't do it a week after. That's Maybe their idea was, oh, we're going to do it. And that's what AJ said is, oh, it was so much better than Final League. I didn't even know he watched Final League. Didn't he say last yeah, week? Yeah, he said he watched he, it online. Yeah. He was going to refuse to watch it. So I guess something got to him that he finally well, Everybody was it. talking about it. Exactly. But, um, you know, AJ was saying, oh, it's better. And I think that that was probably, that might have factored into his WWE saying, hey, we can do this better. So okay. we're going to I do mean, it better. Maybe. And I don't think it was better. I don't have a problem with this. I don't have a problem with a new idea and professional wrestling yeah. trying to go in other directions. Um, Jim Cornette's going to join us in the third segment. We'll talk to him about it. My gut is he probably didn't like it. That's just my guess. Jim Cornette doesn't like much. Um, but I, I don't have a problem with expanding horizons, trying things, anything like that. I just I, – I feel like if I'm in a WWE office and someone pitches me – we're going to do the thing that the other company just did a week later. My response back would be, I don't know, man. I feel like we should be able to prove that we don't have to just do, we don't have to rip somebody off. We can come up with our own ideas. We, we can use that same idea and actually not make it exactly the same. Don't have them go yeah. out to a compound. Don't yeah. have, you know, do some, you know. Something different. I, I do like, you know, the fact that they're going more towards, you know, full scenes. You know, we, we've always yeah, gotten vignettes, I, but I, pre-taped full scenes. I think there's something there as far as wrestling goes. You know, especially for something like Impact, where one of the reasons supposedly they did this, they were brainstorming ideas. How can we get away, you know, get around the fact that everything is taped, everything is online? Oh, well, if we tape it and we don't air it until it actually airs, then all of a sudden that's, you know... That's something that we can do to get away from fresh spoilers. Content, yeah, yeah, fresh content. I think there, that is something there. You just can't do the exact same thing. Yeah, it's the way that I think. And that. it could be, you know what? It could be, you know, they they were like, let's do this because people are talking about TNA and maybe they were trying to snuff out, you know, I don't know. Like whatever whatever was hot whatever about steam, TNA. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Whatever's hot about it, let's snuff it out, you know. Like, uh, you know, I, I mean, who knows? Yeah, maybe. I I, I I don't know. I still, man, it's real tough. You're doing the same. 
thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same it, it, thing. If that's it, seemed like it, it. If it got more people talking about it, because the, then you, everybody was talking about how it was how they stole it. Yeah, so. I mean, that's true. It ends up so, giving more pump publicity. Like you kept the talk yeah. about it going. No doubt about that. They, you know, everybody starts talking about. I, it. I'm very interested to see what the impact ratings are like uh, this the week, follow-up week, yeah. which also, you know, it included the. Uh, oh, right, right, right. Bruce showed up. I, I didn't even know that he had left Ring of Honor. Yeah, he was, he was last match was Friday night yeah. here in Baltimore. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Did, they, it, did Ring of Honor and did it was that? It, known? A small, was it, known? it was a small. It was known to the internet crowd because it sounded like he was going to sign with NXT. Then for whatever reason it hadn't happened, so things started. Oh, he's negotiating with TNA. I think at one point Lucha Underground might have tried to come in, but it seemed like TNA was a thing and. You know, he wrestled, who he wrestled, Daniels? Uh, yeah, Christopher yes, Daniels yes, at uh, Ring of Honor. And at the end, there was a thank you moves thing. And he and he sort of bowed to the audience yeah. and everything. I mean, there was there was an right. obvious, this is what's right. going on here. Right, right. Um, but it was not over the top. It wasn't like it wouldn't when... Have shot, um, it wouldn't have shot... Oh, yeah. Well, uh, AJ left or, or anything Roderick, like that. Or Roderick. Or, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't announce ahead of time, hey, this is going to be the last match. But people... Knew if it wasn't the last match, maybe he would work the show in Philly, and that so was So was, was TNA live? Yeah, TNA was live. It was Just their Destination X show. It was uh, Lashley and Eddie Edwards yep. in the uh, in the main event there. What they had was um, Mike Bennett is doing the whole kind of disgruntled with Dixie, disgruntled with TNA angle, and he had said earlier in the show, like, we're going to make a statement in the middle of the match, ref bump happens, Bennett comes out, and he gets blasted, and then Moose comes out, and he takes out everybody. Did they... Uh, did they call him Moose? Did they yeah. Oh, he came, Moose? his his theme, basically exactly his theme in Ring of Honor with a da 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 Moose Moose like everything was exactly the same except he used uh, his big move was a variation of the Rainmaker and that was like the only even slight difference. Let's touch on a couple other things from Raw real quick. We learned uh, the leadership for Raw and SmackDown moving forward. Stephanie McMahon will be in charge of Raw as the commissioner. Shane McMahon will be the commissioner of SmackDown moving forward. Both are set to announce GMs as forced by that, Vince that McMahon. That was the interesting part of it. Well, I, again, we reference this off the air. I think it's a good thing because I, the biggest thing being, I don't think that Shane and Stephanie should necessarily be the stars of the show every week. Right. And I think that... Yeah, they would, they would be falling down the McMahon versus McMahon hole that they fall well, down let's, hang too on. often. I, you guys, I tried telling you this three months ago. And both, and not you, Dan, obviously, but AJ when he was here. Shane is facing Triple H at SummerSlam. And you guys both poo-pooed I, that. And I, 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 No, it, well, I poo-pooed it because I didn't want it. Is that happening? No. It's well, not wait, happening. But there's, it may, there's no reason why they well, wouldn't. Well, but it's right. a month. The, the reason would be it's a month after the draft. What I feel else like, are you doing with them? With, you have with, Shane McMahon. The one thing he's good at is jumping, off, jumping off something insane in the middle well, of a which match. Which is why you say it for Hell in a Cell. Because then you have something to, he's already done that. Then they're done that. Man, yeah. for God's sakes. Just do the damn Shane McMahon Triple H thing. Get it over with. That means that Triple H isn't interfering with anything else that matters in your wrestling card. I, I think which the, is not what he should be doing right now. Yeah. It's, it's the most logical thing you can do on the face of it the is. planet. I just think at this point SummerSlam's a little bit of a problem. I, I don't see that that's any problem at all. Plus, you would like to have those guys on the card at SummerSlam, by the way. That would be a good place to well, have they, them on they, the card. And WWE does see SummerSlam as the number two pay-per-view. Right. Uh, now, uh, if you uh, want to say we want to hold it off till WrestleMania yeah, next well, year, okay, I guess. I mean, I guess. It's a long even, way to go. Even right. I could see... You know, since since they are doing the branches of pay-per-views, that should hypothetically... Stop it. Shane Triple H is either a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania hold match, on. period. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Survivor Series, no. if they make it a 
brand, you know, Raw vs. SmackDown show, which they, mm-hmm. I could absolutely no. see them placing it. No. There. It is a SummerSlam or WrestleMania match, period. If they want to make Although, so is the, the, uh, the triple threat match. Yeah, we're, 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 we're seeing the blow off of Zane and, uh, Owens yeah, that's, on Battleground. Uh, Battleground, yeah. Things are, are, they, changing. are they, is that, does that match still happen? Is it triple threat? Yeah, it's yes. still happening. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. wasn't there talk of them, them kind of. There was, but. It was never going to happen. Shelving it right? yeah. it yeah. was never going to be shelved. It was. I don't know. I could still see them screwing with it somehow. Oh, I could, I could see there being a no contest. I could absolutely see Right, right. Just like they are going to make it so this isn't the important one that oh we're going to have like i like i suggested uh last week the double pin ending yeah. where uh that's how they separate the belts to go to different brands and then wait that way you can have it at SummerSlam next year or wrestlemania or whatever have the the true we gotta have one winner here match down the line a little bit i could absolutely see that, right, is, that is the word is they're separating the belts for sure not for sure but they've really I hate that the, really yeah why I just think, I don't know, I think it takes away. I think, I, I don't, I think there's nothing wrong with the theory of like. Of a champion floating. Of a champion, of the WWE champion floating. Yeah. And treating yeah. it like, you know, in a. And see, AJ like and I are. The way that the territories used to be back in the day, I, you know, I just think. I think they should do the same thing with the uh, tag titles, and I think they should do the same thing with the women's title. title. I agree, I agree. Women's title, tag titles. Heavyweight title and then the U.S. title, Intercontinental title, represent. have each show. Yeah, right? yeah, have one yeah. for each show. Absolutely. I mean, I, I kind of like the idea. I, I throw out the idea. I put the women on one show, put tag teams, kind of keep the divisions on one show. And if Aaron's they stupid. Aaron's because stupid. then you could have like you could have right like two women like two women on each show. I just think they could tell more stories chasing the title, right? Thank Chase, you. you know, and she's going Devin. back and forth. Here's, here's, you know, here's my problem with the, the two no, people no, no. on each show. Then, then you have two people on each show, and they're, you're cutting down the amount of feuds if you're doing that. On what are you talking about? Small, if you have, let's say you have Sasha and Bailey on one show, and you have Charlotte and Becky on Do another Do you know show. How, unaw- how infrequently we've had two functional women's stories being told right. at the but same you, time but on you WWE put programming? Raw, if you put them on Raw that needs to fill three hours with a half oh. roster, then hypothetically you could have two or three storylines going on at the and same none time. none on SmackDown, so it wouldn't be telling any more stories. So and, you accomplish and the, nothing. And the stories could be on both shows, the girls trying to get to be the number one contender to get the shot at the... You know it's what I mean? It's like you were listening the week <laughs> we were talking know. about this. But then they're fighting with this. That's the thing. I, I just don't know if it's deep enough yet to have a perfectly oh, good Oh, you're so silly. Then again, based on what's happening on SmackDown, can, can we do a right, yeah. slight spoiler so, here? So, well, yeah, well, so well, that's fine. Slight I'm talking spoiler. about the, the women part. Oh, the, I don't know about the women part. Oh, they, they've announced the match for Battleground for the women. And it's not what we thought, which might just be the okay. title match. It is Sasha and Dana. Mm-hmm. Oh, not Sasha. And I was going to say, wait. Charlotte yeah. and Dana against Sasha and the mystery partner. Oh, uh, Bailey. And everyone yeah. is, you yeah. know, obviously, anytime there's a mystery woman involved, right. just it's, like anytime there's a mystery man, it's we'll just say it's Bailey. It's Bailey. It's Bailey. That's who it is. It's Bailey. So, but then the question is, does Bailey get drafted? Drafted. This week? I, right. It yeah. would make more sense for her to, you know, Charlotte to get, or not Charlotte, Sasha to get drafted, and then just kind of announce there. Oh, by the way, guess yeah, who's coming with right me there. over yeah, here? That's a good it's point. Bailey. Uh, the other, there is another. Um, I don't know what you call this because it's an it's the WWE leaked it yeah, out WWE themselves. Yeah, WWE leaked something. And if you don't know about it, there's a spoiler factor to it, and so maybe fast forward uh, three minutes or so, four minutes. I don't know. Um, if you've already seen it, it's all over the internet, so I don't know how you haven't seen it yet. The WWE leaked something out that suggested that we know who the SmackDown general manager is going to be, and he's very popular. He has a beard. His name is Daniel Bryan. 
He doesn't have as big a beard anymore, though. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, did, did you not uh, watch the uh, oh, bracketology the last week? I haven't. Oh, no, it's tonight. The first well, episode. But, the first. but they, they did a bracketology special. I didn't, I didn't watch that. It was really, really good. And some footage from the uh, MCW Arena was on there. That's what I heard. That's, like, yeah, That's yeah. really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, so the word is that Daniel Bryan would be the SmackDown GM. Now, could they, could they have put this out and all of a sudden panicked and decided to do something else? Could it be that they just made a legitimate mistake and he was never the plan to be the SmackDown uh, GM? Perhaps. Perhaps true. We're working under the assumption that he is. Let's assume that he is for a second going to perform the role of a GM. Um, Dan McDevitt, I, I love, I worship at the altar of Daniel Bryan. I am that guy. I'm the nerdy internet guy. I don't love this. I just don't know that Daniel Bryan, everything that Daniel Bryan's great at, his promos were mostly fine. And they were mostly fine when he was getting to be the underdog and me against the world. He didn't really do many other promos in WWE that were unrelated to some variation of that story. Well, the hell no story. But that that was a different thing. Okay, but that's a totally different thing. Yes, exactly. I think, um, I think, you know, probably in WWEs, they're, you know, they're paying him a lot of money. Yeah. Um, he obviously can't wrestle. Uh, he, he sat shelved for a while, and they paid him a lot of money. Um, I think for their, they probably want to get some usefulness out of him. Um, that know, makes sense. It makes sense for them to do it. Right. And, and he was uh, very over, so he was a guy that, you know what I mean, maybe that you know it's But is a, this a good role for him? To um, be the... The, the focal point of a television program every week. Well, what's the alternative? Not have him on TV at all? I mean, right now, that's what they've been doing. Yeah, right? I mean, you that, know what I mean? And I think that's what it is. Yeah. I, I think you're exactly right. They were just like, we need to get him on TV. And maybe he's he wanted Daniel to. Brian, I think right? he didn't want to. At for, I, you know, yeah. and it's, uh, there was all this talk. And oh, he, and he said, he said that last that. week yeah. that he was just, I wanted to stay away from wrestling. I, for, I couldn't handle it. Yeah, it was emotionally overwhelming for him having that taken away. And I think he wanted to. And so, I mean, you know, that's the if he if he's going to be involved and. You know, with all the the lawsuits and everything, and the WWE's battle and concussions, like it's he's never going to do anything physical again, like because they would, you know, people would pounce right. all over him, like oh god, WWE putting their it, talent. At is risk there to, any chance that years down the road this could be like a Shawn Michaels situation that we we get years? I, I don't, and I don't think so. You know, like this, I get this all the time. You have these talks, and uh, you know, because look, I I wrestled in ECW, and uh, I, I know that was just a a crazy error in wrestling and <laughs> stuff like that. And people, I wish that could, you know, can't that one day that'll come back. And I'm like, that's, that's never coming back. Like that hmm. style of wrestling. I just, I think there's too much knowledge of concussions. Listen, I was, um, I had, uh, in ni- I had my fourth concussion in 1998. <clears throat> I, I, against the rock, obviously I was doing a job match, um, in WWE for shotgun Saturday night and uh, I had post-concussion syndrome probably for like six months. I was seeing a doctor. You haven't, you haven't mentioned that to old Dwayne, have you? Maybe, uh, maybe said, hey, 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 DJ, you know. Yeah. Well, listen, man, he was actually really, really cool because um, it was like four or five months later that WWE was down at the arena for a Raw, and I went <clears throat> went there as an extra, and um, he was there, and like he came like running up to me. Oh, wow. um, I was like, oh, my God, like, because I left that night in an ambulance. It was in Philly, and um, 
you know, and so like he remembered me and I was just a job guy. So I was just like an extra, you know what I mean? So to mm-hmm. me, that meant a lot of like, I was just a, I was a that, he, that he even cared. To that know he even who you cared. Were, right. And he like came running over to me and was like, Oh my, you know what I mean? It was like, I was really worried about you. And I was like, really? You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, yeah. Like I was like, well, that's cool, man. That, you know what I mean? So, um, but <clears throat> for like, that was the fourth one and not, you know, that, and, and for like six months, I had a lot of trouble. Um, I had like uh, blurry vision. Um, I saw spots and stars a lot just in the middle of the day. Um, I'd have black spots where I'd I'd forget chunks of the day, and this went on. And <clears throat> I remember back this. This is 1998, 99. This is 17 years ago, and uh, and I, I probably didn't wrestle for close uh, probably eight months because I wasn't wrestling during that and. Then there was no knowledge of concussions around. And so when I'd go to the doctors and the doctor's like, oh, you're fine, I'd say, well, I'd do a follow-up and I'm seeing these stars. Ah, it's in your head. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's in my head. (laughs) Yeah, I'm seeing black, like stars and then black spots. Not not in my arm. (laughs) Yeah, like, no, they're just appearing, like up in the right, you know, like. So, and I remember back then going, damn, there's more to these Concut, you know what I mean? So, like, now you look at, God, I wish I would have been on the cusp of that to, like, Chris Nowinski, who's very, I mean, he's doing a great thing, but also made a great living for himself at it. Like, now that this all not, so, what you know, 10 years goes by, 12 years goes by, and all of a sudden all this knowledge, and it changes the, I mean, think about it. Like, this has changed the NFL. It's changed Major League Baseball. Like, I I knew it was something then, and I, so, you know, um, I knew it was something back then, like, man, there's something to this. But, you know, the do- you go to a doctor and he'd say, oh, no, no, man, you rub some dirt on it, you're good. You know, and I'm like, okay. You know, so <laughs> now with all – what that's what's changed, like, all this knowledge. Like, this – it's real, man. Yeah. The, no, you I know, hear it's you. CET, it's real. And it's uh, – so, yeah, I just – no. Okay. Long – short yeah. – I, I, I just don't see them. I think even because uh, the brain disease, until they, if they if they come up with something that's a cure that can reverse a CT or CTE, um, if they can reverse it, but as of now there's no cure for it, yeah. and they have nothing that can reverse the damage that's done. So to me, I de- this un- is it. Yeah, un- is unless, it. unless something they come up with something that can reverse that damage, you know, I don't see I don't see him doing it again. The anything else from Raw that we needed to cover this week? Because I do want to talk about the Frank Mir idea that uh, that Dan threw out on Facebook today. What did you think of the uh, the fact that it seems like they figured out a way to get Cena cheered by people? Well, yeah, that, that was a big that moment. Was, that was it crazy. was a big moment, and this is the type. This was the thing a week ago. Um, so AJ said something on Twitter like, "Oh, it, it, I, as I always say, when I say something one week, I reserve the right to say a week later that they can they can." They can do something about it. If I don't like right. something they did the, the week before, they have the uh, opportunity to change it. I didn't like last week that they had Enzo and Cass go out and save John Cena without presenting a legitimate reason for why they would do it. Right? right? Like the best answer that, that AJ come up with, well, they're all they're all faces. Right. Well, not every face has ever saved every face in the history of wrestling. Right. It doesn't work that way. It looked like they were essentially making Enzo and Cass John Cena's boys. Right. John Cena's, you know, you're going to be at my beck and call. And I don't like that idea. Right. I don't like those two becoming subservient to John Cena. This week, they have them come out, cut a big promo about why they would go out and do it. It's still flimsy. It's yeah. The reasoning is very flimsy. What, was, what did they say? Essentially, the Enzo said, you know, if, if you're willing to go after John Cena, that means you're willing to go after any of us. Well, he, because, said, uh, he, he also said something like, 
I want John Cena's spot, but I want to take it legitimately, and you're trying to take John Cena's spot illegitimately. Yeah, they said stuff. something along Almost those lines. Almost that's yeah. confusing, sounds like. Yeah, it, it's, huh? it's flimsy. So do I boo you? Are you Right. <laughs> the whole thing is really flimsy. It's, it's just, I thought the more legitimate part was the notion of, um, you know, this, this is, if you're willing to attack John Cena, it means, if you're going to go to the top guy on the card, it means you'll go after any single one of us. Right. How, so, about, how about Enzo just cutting a promo about, because it's so well-known or it has been talked about by interviews at all of them, that when he broke in at NXT, John Cena's the one gave him a, you know what I mean? Have you, have you oh, heard I, that? I, I, I think I, I have, have heard, heard that. that. You know, like, yeah. yeah, like uh, like uh, when Enzo was first there, like John Cena went to bat for him and was like, this guy's got it. So That, like, that would have been fine. You know, like you, you know, when I was breaking in trying to cut my teeth in his business, you know what I mean. John Cena went to bat with the office for me. So. I would have no problem with him yeah, coming out and right. saying, so. "I think it'd be great." Yeah, you know, I think it'd yeah. be a development of his his character. I think it'd yeah. be a, a storyline. They've, they've both been public about that. Yeah, and so about yeah, on like podcasts he's done and all that. Yeah, they, I think it'd be tremendous if they had done that. You know, he I, John Cena was watching NXT taping. And he went back to the office, I guess. Apparently, right? He was like this yeah. guy's, this wow. guy's it. This guy's got it. Wow. Yeah. But at least they did something. At least they addressed it and didn't just leave it at, we're teammates with John Cena now, so we're teammates with John Cena And, and I love how AJ, part of the uh, AJ Styles, not AJ Francis, right. is uh, he's, he's almost turning into the voice of the IWC. Because as he was saying it, AJ goes in the mic and says, yeah, but he wouldn't have done the same for you. Because historically, John Cena would not have. That, that, that was oh, kind there's of no the question. Thing. John yeah. Cena, Roman Reigns. The thing that's always funny is people will always come out and save them, but they will never come out of the locker room when there's a beatdown. And um, I, I love that line, and I love how it's set up for the end, which is, you know, they had been saying John Cena's not in the building. We legitimately thought he wasn't in the building because we thought he was in L.A. Yeah, that was, the ESPYs. that was a little bit interesting, though. Like, yeah, John Cena will come out and save you, but only after the match is over. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like That's after, a little... the, after the big beatdown. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, right. yeah, he's going to come out and save you, but uh, but funny thing about it. But it, it worked. He got the biggest cheers he's gotten in a while. And no, no question. AJ, AJ got the split chant. AJ got the, yeah. let's go AJ, yeah, but AJ that's, sucks. But and, hang on, that's okay, because he's trying to be a heel. Well, well I, no, 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 that's okay. I'm just saying, that's the first, that's the first person other than Cena to get the let's go blank, blank sucks chant. At least in that. Yeah, but again, like when, when, when John Cena gets it, it's not a good thing, because John Cena is supposed to be a face. I, I understand but that. But isn't he still the top merch seller? But, yeah, yes, he is. But I'm saying, I'm saying. AJ Styles is that over that pe- that everyone in the building has an opinion on him. Well, yeah, I know it's a great thing for AJ. They're, they're emotionally yeah. he's a, they're emotionally invested right. in yeah, one, one way, or the, way other. or the other. Right. By the way, I just found something. You, you know, speaking of a guy that stepped away from wrestling, um, <clears throat> it's I, I see in a video here that you were back in a ring in 2008, sir. I did. Yeah. yeah. That was the last time I wrestled. Yeah. I was yeah. That was my last I did match. just. I had never seen, by the way, your Wikipedia page. I had never looked it up, right? Yeah. Like, so it's just funny to me because I God, I got to pull this up. But it, it led me to this video of you doing a thing with uh, Kevin Nash a couple years ago. That was my last match. I did that not. Was the last match. I did not know that. That I, I guess I had just maybe gotten back from Arizona at that point. Maybe I was really just back, so I don't remember it. Um, but I, you have quite the Wikipedia page. Like, I've never oh, yeah. you have a lengthy Wikipedia oh, yeah. page. Oh yeah, D- I had no idea. ECW career, right? DC. Like, it's I incredible never never how lengthy it. your Wikipedia page is, sir. And that's, yeah. I'll have to take a look at it. Now. I never knew that, yeah. dude. It is. There are guys currently in the WWE that do not have pages that are this. Look at how much stuff is in there. 
That's all one page. Just for all corporal punishment over here. Yeah, that yeah. was that was my last match, two thousand eight. I just after my after the concussions, I, I wrestled for a couple of years, but just not as much. But for me, um, it's for me, it just got to a point to me, I, and and I explain that to the kids coming into the business and starting like now, especially with all the knowledge of concussions, I'm like. Yeah, if you're not good doing this to make it in the WWE and to make a living at it, it you you have a everyone has a bump card and it uh it ta- it the business takes such a toll on your body. Yeah. So for me it was you know I I was I'm in real estate I work for myself and um so I just kind of got to a point where like this I'm not obviously I'm not going to the WWE at this point I'm I'm at that you know 2008 I'm in my mid 30s and I'm just like if is this not going to be worth it if I blow an ACL out and I can't work for eight months? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because that's the stuff that happens, you know? So, yeah, I, I, but that was it. That was my last, I guess it was August 2008. That was my last match. I did not realize that. I didn't even realize it was going to be my last match. I just decided that was it. You know? One other thing from Raw we have to cover yes. before we end the same. I, I assume you were about to talk about Oh, I want to talk about Frank Mir. Oh, yeah. Frank, one other thing from Raw, though. Darren Young. Darren Young gets the yeah, title that- shot. That was out of nowhere. I mean, I guess we should have sensed that something was happening when Bob Backlund was there right. at the arena. Like that, they wouldn't have just brought Bob Backlund out that week just for the sake of it being the week that Bob Backlund showed up. I'm not um, understand why they do that. Like, there's there's things that confuse me about the WWE. Um, well, there's many things that yeah. really that's about WWE. Like Cesaro, I, I thought they were I thought they were gearing him up to be the guy Seemed to like beat Miz because like he it. was. You know, like gave him, the new entrance, Yeah, gave, I don't. Know, so amazing. Yep. He's so amazing. Who's that? Cesaro. So, oh, he's oh. great. Him and Dolph Ziggler. I, I, Dolph Ziggler just. We don't want to talk about it. I'm just going to get pissed off talking yeah, about I, it. Yeah, me too. I, I'm just like, I just, I can't even. Not only that, but. But that's yeah, how I thought about Sandow. I, I know so many people there in WWE, and I can tell you that, like, what people think, and this isn't taken away from Cesaro, but just Dolph's been there a little bit longer, but. He's like the most requested guy in the locker room that guys want to be in the ring with. They want to have oh, matches I believe that. with yeah. Dolph. Like, he is so in oh, such yeah, high regards in the locker room. Because he's going to sell everything yeah. you do. You know? He's selling when he's asleep. So, yeah, it's just, it, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, I gave up trying to figure it out. I don't know. Why don't we do this? We've got Jim Cornette coming up. No top five this week. No quick count. We'll come back in. Dan McDevitt, we'll talk to Jim Cornette, and then Dan's got an idea about Frank Mir, and we'll wrap up the show talking about that. All right? Sounds good. good. Sounds good. We'll do that. It's Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Dan McDevitt. Uh, Back one more segment. The Aberdeen Ironbirds invite you to join them for their next Sunday Fun Day, Sunday, July 17th at 535, when the Ironbirds host the Staten Island Yankees. Kids run the bases for free. Hot dogs are just $1. There will be fireworks and much more. Get your tickets for Sunday Fun Day by calling 410-297-9292 or by heading to ironbirdsbaseball.com. That's Sunday Fun Day with the Aberdeen Ironbirds, July 17th. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Surcharge free ATM use. That's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge you to use their ATMs. They make you spend money just to get your money. We don't. At Royal Farms, you can come in anytime, day or night. Walk over to our ATM, take out your bank or credit card, 
and in just a few seconds, get your cash for nothing because it's surcharge free. Individual cardholder fees may still apply for using a Royal Farms ATM, but we won't charge you. So the next time you want to get cash at an ATM, come to Royal Farms. Because this is how we do it. Get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Cash for nothing because there is no fee. Our friends at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square are open for business with two all-new drive-thrus, a faster, high-tech kitchen, and a totally remodeled dining room. To you, it all means faster service and an even more comfortable place to eat. The next O's Day at Chick-fil-A is August 22nd. Wear any genuine Orioles gear and get a free sandwich all day. That's Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, just off Campbell Boulevard in the Nottingham Square Shopping Center. And don't forget Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square for all of your Catering needs. Hi, Ken Zales here, KZ, from the Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football Show, which you can hear right here on Pressbox Radio every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. till noon. Myself, Sarita, the NFL chick, KO, keeping us on the air. It's called the Football Show. We talk all things football, high school football, college football, NFL football. Of course, we lean a little bit towards the Ravens, but we'll also talk Baltimore sports and all sports in general. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon on the Pressbox Fantasy and Reality Football Show. The Pressbox Fantasy and Reality Football Show, Sunday mornings, 10 to noon, pressboxonline.com slash fantasy. Back in here for segment number three, it is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, no AJ this week, it happens, we'll, we'll forgive him. Uh, but we, we've done better. We've done better than that, as our next guest is a man synonymous with professional wrestling in recent years, and he is coming Back to our area for a couple of events in September. A great thing. I'm really looking forward to this. We've seen Jim Ross before. Jim Ross and Jim Cornette together at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Of course, Jim and Jim at Jimmy's, right? That's the way it would go on September 23rd. And then NCW presents a tribute to the legends, a convention, and a live event on September 24th. It is a pleasure to welcome into the program the great Jim Cornette. Jim, Glenn, and Aaron, it's good to talk to you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Hey, guys, Glenn, Aaron especially, thank you for having me on. And I just want you to know that that, that weekend, September 23rd and 24th, is going to be Jim Day in Baltimore because not only that, at the tribute to the legends, uh, Jimmy Hart is going to be there, Jim Neidhart is going to be there, Hillbilly Jim is going to be there. So the governor is passing a law that everybody in Baltimore has to be named Jim. You know, I can go with that. On that weekend. That's a good name. We We can live with that, right? I can go with Jim Clark, Jim Oster. It all works. We'll just roll with that for a little while. Have you been to Jimmy's Famous Seafood before, by the way, Jim Cornettes? I have not. Somehow I've missed it, but I've heard Jim Ross just rave about it and talk about the crab cakes and the seafood, and I'm looking so forward to it. You know, I love Baltimore. I spent a lot of time there uh, in the formative years of the Sinclair broadcasting era of Ring of Honor. My wife and I, before that, would uh, take some vacations and, and, and stay at the Inner Harbor. I love uh, Jeppy's Entertainment Museum down there. I'm a big comic book collector, and we've spent a day wandering around that place and, and love Little Italy. Of course, Sabatino's going yeah. back to the NWA days in the 80s was the place where, whoo, the nature boy and, <laughs> and all of us would congregate at Sabatino's. There's so much good food in Baltimore, and I've heard that Jimmy's is the best, and that's why I've... I've, I've I would almost do this for free, but don't tell MCW <laughs> Pro Wrestling. Now, we've heard JR rave about the, the Sabatini's days. Sabatino's. Sabatino's days. What are your stories from there? 
Oh, God, well, I remember one time that uh, when the Crockett Cup Tag Team Tournament came to Baltimore at the Civic Center as a two-day stand there, we did tremendous business back in, I believe it was 1987. Um, it, we, we went to Sabatino's, flew up to do the press conference and announced the team seedings. And there, J.J. J. Dillon was there, and I was there, and some of the other talent. And I just remember that the food was so good. We ate lunch first, and by the time that we were ready to shoot, J.J. had been eating mussels and, 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 and crab, and he had cracked. He had just juice running down the, the front of his, <laughs> his suit jacket and his shirt and his tie. He looked like he'd been uh, you know, bombarded by a, a paintball uh, uh, gun. And uh, that, that's how good it was. We used to take baths in, in that stuff. I mean, the spaghetti a la Gus. Oh, well, I think the last time Rick was in town, he ordered no fewer than 27 bookmaker salads. I actually saw the receipt from the night, the last time that Rick was in town, and the, the number was, he apparently just walked in and said, just order a ton of food. I don't care what you get. Get as much food as possible. We'll take it back to the hotel. And the number was... I think pushing a thousand dollars worth of food from Sabatino's that. Oh night. yeah, I, I think Flair probably should have just bought a, a controlling interest in Sabatino thirty <laughs> years ago. It would save money. Um, Jim, there's so much stuff that we want to talk to you about, man, and so much stuff going on in the world of professional wrestling. I guess let me start with this blanket statement: Do you enjoy the professional wrestling business right now? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. I got, I, I, I got let that me, sense. Let me clarify. I love the professional wrestling business still to this day. The problem is it's gone away and it's been replaced by sports entertainment. That business I'm not so warm on. I couldn't warm up to sports entertainment if we were cremated together. Hmm. Um, but, uh, the, the, it seems like there's two camps now amongst the fans. The fans who are a little bit younger and, and who have come up, and this is what they view wrestling as, is the sports entertainment stuff. It looks like a live-action video game to me. And the older fans who have been disenfranchised, who remember the old days at Civic Center, whether it be with uh, Flair and the Horsemen of the Road Warriors or even back in the 70s with Bruno and, and uh, San Martino, obviously, and, and, and the great names of the past and... And those two camps sometimes grate on each other, and I've noticed that the the uh, the modern fans can go back to YouTube and the classics and look at the older stuff and really get into it, but the old-time fans can't really watch the modern stuff and really get into it because they have their memories and it's so different. So I think, uh, I, you know, I try to walk the line because I've been involved in a little bit of everything. Uh, I started as a photographer in the 70s. I became a manager in the 80s with the Midnight Express and the NWA. I was with the WWF in the 90s, managing Yokozuna, British Bulldog, Owen Hart, Vader, those guys. I uh, operated Smoky Mountain Wrestling in the early 90s in Tennessee as an old-fashioned southern territory. Yep. Uh, later with OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, here in Louisville in the early 2000s. Uh, we not only had an old-fashioned territory, but also the training ground for the WWE developmental program, and we produced... John Cena and Randy Orton, Batista, Brock Lesnar, Sheldon Benjamin, Victoria, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know about a hundred of those well, guys. Yeah, what did any I, of them end up, ever end up doing? Those guys. Uh, I'm sorry. What did ever any of them ever end up doing? Well, you know, they <laughs> they had a flash in a pan, had yeah, a cup of coffee, right. had a and uh, and then I spent you know a, a few years trying to to salvage the the sinking boat known as TNA, and then. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I got involved with Ring of Honor and, and loved that group of guys and, and w helped facilitate the sale to Sinclair Broadcasting so the Ring of Honor could be put on television and those guys could get exposed to a wider audience, which I, I am, am happy to have had that involvement. 
And, uh, you know, these days I kind of, I'm not on the road as much as I used to be, and and I like it that way, and I spend more time at home, and I do my writing or my podcast or whatever, or appearances like this with Jim Ross, and I like to get in and get out. I, I, I'm, I'm involved in wrestling less and enjoying it, each one of it more. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. I, 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 you know, I, we've sensed this in listening to the podcast and, and hearing what you've had to say about certain things. And I guess my question is, do, do you feel like there's a line where this could be done right with wrestling meets sports entertainment? Is, is, there, is there a place where it could be comfortably done where you accept, hey, look, this is clearly the sports entertainment aspect of it. It's, that, that's here to stay. But we could do it the right way and still have it look like professional wrestling. Well, that's that was the the concept with Ring of Honor, and I think that Ring of Honor still is the the best in ring wrestling promotion in the United States. Yeah, uh, with the best television show for for wrestling action, and you know sometimes they get a little they get a little ha ha every once in a while, but it, it's treated more seriously as professional wrestling, as a competitive athletic sport. Uh, it, 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 a lot of those guys are not just trying to use, as many of the WWE stars do, especially the, the females, as a stepping stone to starring in a reality television show or a career on the Broadway stage. Um, you know, they're wrestlers and they're athletes, and they're proud of that. And, uh, and I think the problem is, is that it's like nuclear disarmament. Unless everyone's doing it, it's it's hard to be the the person that that leads that charge and, and and carries that banner because when you're trying to do something serious on one channel and you have a complete parody of the same endeavor on another hmm. channel, hmm. It, hmm. it's hard for people to tell the difference and make a distinction. I don't know what you're referring to by that, Jim. That's a, I couldn't imagine what you like. Could be like, almost anything else. Yeah, could actually, be, could it, be. It, it, you know, pick it. Um, oh, maybe perhaps uh, having one promotion do a, a segment at a compound two weeks ago and then. Having another promotion this week, doing basically the exact same thing. Well, and then you've got, and I know this. This may be uh, there's a little little program that almost nobody in the world watches called Lucha Underground, but they actually have wrestlers that turn into demons and they <laughs> they kill each other and and yeah. then re- revive from the dead. And it's just, I mean, there's an idiot in in Japan that that wrestles blow up dolls. You know, it, it just. <laughs> It, it's gone so far, and, and part of it, I guess, is the, the generation that grew up on video games and thinks that this is supposed to be, you know, something similar to that. But, hey, it comes down to basically pro wrestling has been the same as any other combat sport, whether it be boxing or now mixed martial arts. And it's, if you boil it down to its basic essence, it's getting two guys over with the public, one that they're predisposed to dislike and one that they're predisposed to like, manipulating them into a confrontation that will lead to a fight that you sell tickets for people to see who's going to win that fight, and they cheer for one and they they boo the other. That's wrestling, boxing, UFC, MMA in, in its essence. And that's why I say that right now the most successful pro wrestling promotion in the world is the Ultimate Fighting Championship. UFC, they just got sold for $4 billion. Uh, they, they, they came along, and, and Vince McMahon, who practically invented pay-per-view uh, wrestling, as, uh, they're now kicking his ass, and, and the company that has barely been around for 15 years is worth four times what the WWE is because the WWE now has become all about putting smiles on people's faces and people dancing and, and, and comedy and... Uh, you know, people don't want. Uh, I don't think, uh, in large numbers, people don't want comedy in their in their fights. 
They 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 want to watch two guys fight, and they want to see who's going to win, and they want to be excited. And you know, there's there's an audience for everything. But according to some German videos I've seen, some people like to have their testicles nailed to a step stool. So there you are. <laughs> All right, hang on, because I know Aaron's got a bunch for you, but uh, we got a buddy that just wandered into studio that I think you're familiar with. As... Uh-oh, is he finally there? He's fine. Tell him Bill Watts is going to find him, $50 for being late. <laughs> uh, Dan McDevitt, who is the man behind MCW Wrestling, has joined us in studio as we are chatting with the great Jim Cornette. Dan, appreciate it. It's good to see you, first yeah, of all. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, Jim, how's it going? Well, thank you for showing up, just barely. <laughs> Man, I was I was walking around the building for 15 minutes. <laughs> to, to, to be fair, it's a very confusing it is a, it building. is a complicated compound that we've got well, here. Dan, if you dressed better, people would let you in these. <laughs> <things. laughs> right, exactly. And, and you know that every, no, no, everybody in here, I was knocking on doors and nobody knew where Sweet 155 is. <laughs> I'm like, and they're like, I don't know, and I'm like. There's that's, no 155. That's not a good sign. That's not well, a good that, sign. Well, that was the story they told you. Right. <laughs> uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Aaron. Go ahead. I just wanted to introduce Dan. Um, so, so we bring up, I mentioned the whole compound mm-hmm. thing. I have to know what your thoughts were, and I'm sure that I already know the answer, about final deletion last week and then the WWE doing literally the exact same thing with the uh, New Day and the Wyatt family this well, week Well, I bet show. you don't know my answer because... I didn't see either one of them. Oh, okay. Uh, That's what I would have guessed, actually. I've been clean and sober from uh, TNA and WWE programming now for quite some time. Uh, We're talking years. Uh, I will, every once in a while, I do not watch TNA at all because I think now, now that they've traded down on their networks, it's to the point where they're they're showing slides on the wall of a barn in Wartburg, Tennessee, is the way that they deliver their television program. don't watch almost any WWE. Every once in a while, my co-host on my podcast, the Jim Cornette Experience, by the way, on yep. MLWRadio.com weekly, uh, he will he will sometimes send me certain links to thing, things he thinks that I should see. But to, to answer your question in a, in broad terms, I love Matt and Jeff Hardy. I've known them since they were teenagers. They're a couple of the biggest stars of of the history of modern wrestling. They're tremendous athletes, great wrestlers. They now have the unenviable task of pretty much carrying a, a losing company on their back. Dixie Carter, the owner, operator, and manipulator of TNA Wrestling, is so stupid. If it was rain and soup, she'd be out in the yard with a fork. And the Hardys, unfortunately, have the task of trying to somehow, you know, right this sinking ship, and they're bailing with a teacup. And I don't know what they did because I, I guess I prefer to remember them the way they were. I didn't want to watch, when I heard about everything, I said I don't want to watch this because then I may have a negative uh, opinion of, of poor Matt and Jeff who it's not really their fault. And I'm going to see them this weekend, by the way, in Oklahoma. I may ask them personally what the heck was going on. <laughs> but it just, it does seem odd that then the other promotion on the other channel would do the exact same thing a week later. And, and I, I you know, I'm, I'm thinking that this whole thing is a plot uh, amongst the wrestling promotions so they don't have to set up a wrestling ring. They can save that expense Ooh. and Ooh. just have a wrestling program without a wrestling ring. Actually, if, if Vince ever figures out that he can just computer-generate these wrestlers <laughs> and won't have to pay them and they never get hurt and they never ask for more money or whatever, then, then we're, you know, the whole business will change and there will be no humans wrestling. 
Damn it, Devin, what do you think? You would save a lot of money if you didn't have to have the Absolutely. ring, right? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> not, not to deal with the commission, not to have to right. deal with the... Yeah. <laughs> you, you, don't have, you don't have to get a computer-generated video game character licensed by the Maryland right. Athletic Commission. Right. So right there, that's a saving. Or insured or yearly physical. <laughs> but, you know, and, and that's the thing, I guess, uh, you know, and now that I've come off like the, the cranky, bitter old man, Grandpa no. Simpson shaking his fist at the clouds, uh, that's why I love doing events like what we're going to be doing September 23rd and 24th. First of all, 23rd, we put Jimmy Seafood over all we can. I mean, the food's so good, your lips will smack your brains out. But Jim Ross and I will be telling stories, and I usually follow Jim in this. We're an old announced broadcast team. He was the play-by-play. I was the color, so I would follow Jim. But we're going to be telling stories from our each 40 years' experience in wrestling, um, answering questions. It's very audience-interactive. Uh, we hope everybody will come down. It's an intimate location, so there's only a few hundred seats available, and they're probably uh, uh, winding down now. Dan could tell you more than that on the availability, so get your tickets early, as they say. But then the following day, over in Joppa, uh, the tribute to the legends. <laughs> you know, a lot of the guys that the, the folks in Baltimore remember from the 80s wrestling boom where the WWF and, and, and the NWA were dueling it out in Baltimore and drawing big crowds of 10,000-plus every month. And everybody from Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, we mentioned the Hart Foundation. J.R. will be there. I'll be there. Um, you know, guys uh, who haven't been to Baltimore in quite some time. And, and the fans, during the day at the convention, they get to meet these guys and talk to them and get their autograph in person, something you couldn't do 30 years ago when you were just going to watch them wrestle. You had no access. And then that night... Some of the best current wrestlers on the independent scene around the Northeast and with MCW are going to be combined with some of the legends that are still feeling froggy enough to jump, and 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 you get a chance to see uh, some great wrestling action that night too. So that's why I like to do these type of events because uh, I can go in, I can see some old friends, I can see some old fans, and then I can come back here to Louisville to Castle Cornet and and resume my my personal life for a, a period of uh, days or weeks or however long till the next time I go out and, and as Bob Seger said, and turn the page, play star again. No doubt about that. You can get tickets for everything at missionticks.com, by the way. I was going to say, uh, earlier you, you brought up UFC and how that's right now the best professional wrestling organization, which is a point that I feel a lot of people are talking about. One thing that it seems like wrestling is kind of going from UFC is the idea that there are no more faces and heels. You kind of just you sit, pe- put people out there. You choose to cheer for who you want to. That's the format in UFC, and we're seeing it more in wrestling, where the heels are getting cheered more and more. What do you think of that kind of uh, trend? Well, you know, once again, there, in, in a fight, you always want you always have somebody you're rooting for, and wrestling just used to make it easier to pick. Uh, because they would present one person in a negative light and accentuate all his negative qualities of unlikability uh, and, and ex- present the other guy in a positive light and accentuate all his positive qualities. With UFC, they do the exact same thing. It's just that each guy has uh, some positives and some negatives. But I remember when uh, uh, Brock Lesnar was the hottest heel in UFC. You remember that, that famous mm-hmm. promo he did after he, he won his fight? He said, I'm, I'm going to drink a beer other than the sponsors, and all you guys can kiss my ass, and I'm going to go get on top of my wife tonight, and the people boot him out of the building because he was this supposed 
phony pro wrestler that came in and just kicked the, the crap out of, you know, top UFC stars and won the championship. But then all of a sudden, he has a battle with diverticulitis. And like uh, Ali, who, who, who lost his prime fighting years to the, the draft and the, the, the problems with the U.S. government, Brock lost his, his prime fighting years in the UFC to a stomach ailment and diverticulitis, and etc. And now he comes back after all these years at an age where most guys are not able to carry the ball anymore in, in competitive sports. And, and he wins his fight, and then he comes out and says, and we've all, can't we all get along? And all of a sudden, he's the biggest baby face. It's Rocky It's a Ford. classic example of you can, by using real-life circumstances, manipulate people into cheering or booing for a guy and and that's what it's all about it's it, and it's just in in ufc you know with conor mcgregor the irish contingent comes in and they carry him out on their shoulders whereas the you know the brazilians think well that's no good you know you've got segments of 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 the population cheering and booing for each but because it's either nationality or it's just the the way they carry themselves and a lot of times people that's why rick flair is a legend now because he was a bad guy, but then he was a cool bad guy, and people started liking the cool bad guys because society changed. Stone Cold Steve Austin, take this job and shove it. Uh, it's still all about getting a response and getting people to want to really hate you or really like you. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I agree with that, and I think that's all that uh, you know. These guys are trying. Well, they should be trying to do anyway. At that point, if if you guys. have two guys, as as we used to say in the wrestling business, if you have two guys go out there in short boots and wool tights, and the people are ambivalent toward either, I yeah. don't care if they have the greatest match in the world. Not going to work. <laughs> yep, not going to work. No doubt about that. Uh, he is Jim Cornette. He is going to be here in September, September 23rd and 24th, for two great events with MCW. And you can go find out more right now, Dan McDevitt, by going to... MCWProWrestling.com. That's right. And get your tickets at MissionTicks.com. Uh, Jim, your website, where everybody can find what you're up to, is what? JimCornette.com. That's hard to remember, so I'll say it again. <laughs> JimCornette.com, a list of my appearances columns I write for various wrestling publications around the world, uh, merchandise, collectibles. The Cornette Face T-shirt is, is flying off the stands. Uh, my newest book, uh, Tuesday Night at the Gardens, History of Pro Wrestling in Louisville. Everything you need to know about Jim Cornette is right there at jimcornette.com, including how you can be a part of my weekly podcast. Hey, Jim, we really appreciate you taking the time. I know it's on Twitter, at the Jim Cornette as well. Looking forward to seeing you here in September. We're going to have a lot of fun at Jimmy's on that night. We're going to eat so much food, and I uh, can't wait for Tribute to Legends either, man. It, it's going to be a feeding frenzy, and get your tickets early. We're in store for an all-time record-breaking crowd. No question about it. Thanks, Jim. Jim. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. Very cool. Appreciate Jim Cornette. How about when he said, <laughs> how about when Jim Cornette said, I don't want to come off sounding like a curmudgeon. Oh, yes. And the <laughs> only thing I could think back was, but now? Yeah, <laughs> now, right, right. Like, now you don't want to come not, off sounding not, like not, a... not with his five-year feud with the Young Bucks. Right, not with him like, hating uh, Ricochet and Osprey. All you then with... is a curmudgeon. Of, like, like, that's your bit now, yeah. isn't it? Like, what do you mean you don't want to come right, off sounding can, like a can curmudgeon? You imagine, and, and this was him, so can you imagine at Jimmy's with, oh, J, with JR, with oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, That is be going good. to that's, be yeah. a show. It's going to be, it's going to be great, real intimate. It's about halfway sold out now, and... uh it's it's not a whole lot of seats. Um, it's in the upstairs. Um, yeah. Probably 250 people. 
So, but and you know, it's like three months to go. But um, you know, are there are there VIP packages still available? Few, a that, few. They were okay. most of them sold. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they are. And that's still where VIP. you get to meet both the guys. Meet both and... of them. Get yeah. It's it's a whole bunch of stuff. I can't remember off the top of my head everything that's included in it. But like Jimmy's is given like a food discount. Yeah. I mean. What a night out! Come Jimmy's Seafood if yeah, you go, haven't eaten there. Go have there, dinner, yeah. and then you hear Jim Ross talk about them all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, if you haven't been to Jimmy's, I don't really know what you're doing. Yeah, um, yeah we we talk about it every week, basically. On well, the show. I mean, their food is just absurd. Yeah. Well, it was like some of the tickets we've already sold, like because I, we, you know, we look at the online orders and stuff. So we we have like people, like there's people from New York and. Well, it's a really Virginia, cool West Virginia. Really so, like, cool there are people, sure there people, there are people coming, coming right down for the weekend, doing right. the tribute to the and the Prolly convention and, and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, just, but come down, Jimmy, seek, have dinner. You know, what I mean, walk right upstairs, yeah, uh, to the upstairs, uh, you know, banquet room where this is going to be, and it's it's going to be very intimate, very up close, and yeah, with those two, they're they're great together. I, I did the um the show with them in Dallas, the the night of Raw after WrestleMania, yeah. they did it. To Jr. show and it was it's just a blast because um, yeah because Cornell I love Jim you know he he uh, he he did a lot for me he's done a lot for me so but he's very very outspoken oh I mean I love look I, when I when I say that he does he's a curmudgeon now I do that lovingly like we've all right. accepted this character yeah. right. for Jim Cornette that's what he is right. he's the internet but, wrestling and it's not a character it is no it's not the, thing. Right. That's the, best, you know. the, the funniest thing about it is I'm sure three quarters of the room will hate every one of his opinions because that's the type of fan that would come out right. to something right. like this. Right. yet they're still willing to pay to listen to him talk it's so right. fascinating no, because he's got the stories man. exactly right. he's got them no doubt it's great. All right, Glenn, Aaron, Dan McDevitt from MCW here. We're not going to do a top five or a quick count this week because we've been having so much fun just talking shop with Dan and, and everything that's going on with MCW and in pro wrestling. You know, we, we, we did bring up again finally. Let's put a wrap on the final deletion, the Bray Wyatt thing. At least for now until they do something at, right, crazy next week. at least for now. Week. Because uh, Aaron brought up during break that there was a, a Twitter back and forth with them, and I hadn't seen it. I was unaware of Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy exchanging tweets, and I went back and looked, and I thought, oh, wow. That is huge for Matt that Bray Wyatt's calling him out on. Look, between the two of them, obviously Matt's had the greater career and is the right, Hall of Famer right. at the moment. But today, where the two of them are, Bray's on. He's he's a star on the top wrestling program there is. Matt is on a is with a company that frankly is fledgling, right? And is trying to stay afloat. It's great for Matt that Bray is going in on him on Twitter. That's, and great for TNA. It's tremendous for TNA. Right. Tremendous yeah. for TNA that Bray Wyatt would be paying attention to them on Twitter, no matter what you think about any of it. Um, it leads me to this question, because we've all talked about the possibility of the Hardys having one more run. In fact, Matt came on my radio show not that long ago. You know, I'd say now it's probably been two years. But he said, look, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to do well, it. Well, everyone does it. That's yeah, right. It's the way it works. You come back, you do one more. And, and yeah, like. You know, um, absolutely it's going to happen. Is, the, um, is there any chance that part of the WWE doing this is, like, knowledge of this could lead to Matt versus Bray, and that would be really good? No. Is there any chance no, not of Not on WWE's, not at least for about, if you tell me Bray is kind of thinking about this, I could buy it. Like, him kind of going rogue on this and trying to set up something for the future. If you're telling me that... Vince McMahon or Triple H or whoever is thinking a year down the road and setting well, up. I mean, so they might know. Well, here's 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 my opinion that would have been right with you guys up until the last couple months. Like I step back and like for me the UFC thing, like I'm stepping back going, 
I, I think, like, their mindset might be changing a little. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, with bringing AJ in, yeah. putting the Bullet the Club together, classic. the Cruiserweight Classic, like, are they, is the mindset there starting to go, well, you know what? Like, the internet, you know what I mean? Like, there's, so maybe. Let's listen. Let's maybe, listen every now and yeah, then. Like, yeah, listen. Listen to the fans. And the, to me, I just thought that, like, working together and, that w- we didn't really even the, talk about Brock UFC. at all. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. just like oh, we'll talk about it. That that's so player. that's so cool. Like when I just and they're working in the W and they're they're WWE's live streaming the press conference and yeah. I'm just you know so maybe it's stuff they would have never done before. You're never right. you know what yep. I mean? Like maybe their mind is opening and and so but I but the only as like a majority of the WWE audience maybe a larger majority. Is gonna want to pop for the Hardy Boys coming. They, they want to see Team Extreme. They don't want to see broken. I, I don't. Hardy. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they could do it. They could do it they, later. They, and, and but, the or, they, they, or they could bring back Matt, have him do a thing with Bray, and then at the end of that interject. Look, this is what we found out. The Dudley thing got really stale really quick, and right. that's with no disrespect to either one of the two of them who are great performers. It's that. We've seen them put guys through tables. We've seen the ECW reunion. We've seen everything. The, the, the most interesting thing they did was the, you know, not using the tables thing because it was different. Yeah, it was a little bit different, right? Yeah. And there was some good comedy that came out of it. But we've seen everything that they had. When they brought them back, we were like, oh, yeah, the Dudleys. We love the Dudleys. Because, of course, who doesn't love the Dudleys? Right, right. And then they do the tricks that they do, and then you say, eh, okay, well, we you know, we saw the Dudleys again. To me, the answer would be the Team Extreme is the last thing that you do. The reunion, Matt and Jeff getting back together in the WWE and being the Hardy Boys one more time is the last thing you do. If if you do go this way, you grab Matt first, you let him be broken Matt Hardy, you let him do some things, and then you have a moment where, truly broken, Jeff comes back into the picture, right? And, right, because they they got to get that last. To me, that's how they're they're going to end in the Hall of Fame, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, the last right. run is the Hardy yeah. Boys. Of course. A Hall of Fame run, you know, a Hall of Fame. Everybody gets to appreciate right. how effing great they were in a very yep. important part right. of WWE history. Right. You know, yeah. I, I'm all for it. I, I think the tricky part there is bringing Matt first and having him immediately be, be broken Matt because you bring him back, you're advertising Matt Hardy's coming back. Well, you're putting over his TNA character. In that situation, I don't think you would call him broken, Matt Hardy. Well, no, 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 but, but and, yeah. and you would have you would it would be a little bit different here and there. He wouldn't have quite the lack of restrictions that he has now. Oh, I hear you. Um, but I, I, th- I think the trick is, you know, if you say, "Hey, we're You're- bringing back Matt Hardy," they're expect ninety five percent of the audience. Is expecting the old Matt Hardy, right? I get, right. It. I get it. So I'm just have, telling you right now, I would, oh, I, I would juice. Oh, I would be so excited for Matt Hardy and Brock. It would just be right. really tricky. I got right. you. Yeah. All right, we have not talked about Brock. We're going to talk about Brock, and we're also going to talk about Frank Mir because today uh, we taped this on Wednesday, I, right before we went on. I happened to look at Dan McDevitt's uh, Facebook page, and he threw out a scenario that one I didn't really know anything about, and then two I thought, oh, oh, oh that would be good. Um, so Brock, of course, uh, defeats Mark Hunt at UFC 200 over the weekend. Um, look good. Look uh, good. That, that first round was. Hey, man. He, yeah. Come on. He didn't, hadn't fought for five yeah. years and gets back in there. Well, in the he top did 10 exactly. If you had said, how do you face, how do you fight Mark Hunt? Right? Yeah, take well, him you down. don't stay up on your feet right. and give him the opportunity to knock you out. You do everything in your power to put him on the ground. And, and, but, and just like Mark Hunt was doing everything in his power to just to, 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 to punch Brock's yeah. face right, in. Correct. Because that's what he does. That's exactly yep. right. You know, so so. The, the, the two of the, it was, uh, people complained about some of the fights over the weekend. Like, the, I oh. get it. 
if you don't love fighting, if you're not into the UFC, it might not have been the most captivating well, it, thing it's to you. Like, it's like when right. the casual it, boxing fan watches Floyd and then complains. Right, about because him. he doesn't finish. It's right. like, and that, yeah, you heard that. Well, he just laid on him. Like, it's mixed. He didn't just lay on him. <laughs> he, he it's mixed martial blood. arts. It's a combination yeah, he of got fighting. Of him, he punched him in the he head. Right, yeah. Down right, while right. He like, what, yeah, like that, that's my thing. Like, you don't watch, it's a com, it's not boxing. Right. If, right. if you, go watch boxing if you want to go watch standards, but you can watch mixed martial arts, it's a combination and of. And this was right. exactly what he yep. should have done in this situation. Right. To try to it was a perfectly put together game plan against a legitimate fighter, a legitimate yeah, opponent. Yeah, top ten guy, guy that could have turned his lights out at any Correct. Second, oh, yeah. You know, turned his and, lights out. And there's second. a reason that Brock in Vegas was the underdog going in because right. Mark Hunt did have that ability just to, you know, even if Brock ended up being as good as he was, he could have caught him at any yeah, time. Yeah, stepped into one. Right, right yep. exactly. That's all it takes. So so Brock looks good. In that way, it's a great night for the WWE. They get a whole lot of... Oh, I mean, yeah. They get oh, it, couldn't yeah. Have, it could not have worked out I've, better. I've never seen WWE. wrestling Twitter just unified. At, like, all the wrestlers everywhere saying, you know, he just did more for wrestling than no any of us have done in crush. the past year. Yeah, what yeah. a massive night it was. For, I think it was a better night for Vince McMahon than it was for Dana White, although Dana White had a better Monday right. than Vince McMahon did because <laughs> yeah. he just got a little bit wealthier. I, I didn't um, see Twitter. It was a lot of, like, wrestlers... Oh, the business just, just uh, going nuts. Oh, yeah. It uh, I, saw, it really was, was. I saw Scotty Riggs was just going nuts. I follow Scotty Riggs. And all the old uh, wrestlers, I, a lot of indie wrestlers. Just were, like, were just, yeah. Just like, this is awesome. This is great for wrestling. This it's, is it us. is. It, it's proving it's that we belong. You know, we yeah. are athletes. We can right. step in there. We can do things. It was right. a really good night for everybody involved. So now Brock, you know, was asked after the, you know, okay, the fight's over. You know, you can't just say, I just want to talk about this right now. What's the plan? We know that Brock's facing Randy Orton. We know that's happening. What, um, did, by the way, did you see how they announced the Randy Orton thing? Did you see how? I didn't even. I didn't watch it. Nope. You didn't watch SmackDown. I didn't. Watch it. I did they, not. they they did what I thought they would do, which is literally they they just put it up on a graph. They they cut back to the studios and they had um, uh, Scott Stanford and Corey Graves and Booker yeah. there, and they're like. Here's who Brock is facing. Throw up a graphic of Brock versus Randy Orton. They talk about it for 30 seconds and then send it back. I, it, it does, I thought that was really it weak. It still doesn't bother me. I don't care. They I, wanted I, to have I an opponent out there, but, and it's Brock Lesnar. They, it, but they, they could have had an opponent. They could have had Randy I, Orton I'm come not out. saying they couldn't have done it better, and yes. Randy Orton's going to be there at, ba- at Battleground, yeah. and so that's a good thing. I would have liked to have Paul Heyman on TV on Monday night. Yes. I'd like to have Paul T- Heyman on TV every night of the week. I'd like for Paul right. Heyman to just show up how in my about, house. How about Steph names Paul Heyman as the Well, I would freak the F out. It would be a real good day if Steph were to do that. Um, all that being said, now Brock's future in the UFC is up in the air. It seems like it wouldn't make that much sense for him to not keep fighting because... As long as the two sides are willing yeah. to work with each other, like, as long as UFC is still willing to say, hey, we're going to put a video package up Correct. here of uh, right. Brock and Randy... Then there's no reason they shouldn't. I mean, for Brock, it gives you an opportunity to make money in a couple different places. He got paid two and a half million dollars plus. More than yes. cut of the pay per view. It's, it's up to yes. five. I, th- I think. Oh, do numbers, we know? Huh? He was I guaranteed like, two and a half, and then it was. I saw like five point eight or something like that. Oh, I believe like it. That. What with the back end cut? Yeah. I I I believe I heard like last time he was there, he was getting like a. Do- it came down like a dollar fifty a pay per view or something like that. He got. As Might a, so, be even more now. So I'm sure yeah. it probably is. It could be two or three bucks which a pay per view. It's I mean, not unreasonable. Which, which, well, it's, we knew it was the biggest, uh, you know, well, biggest, the biggest figure in the history. Yeah, biggest yes. guarantee in, in, yeah, in the McGregor UFC is history. Making a million and Brock's right. making 2.5. So it makes all the sense in the world for him to keep doing it if he's able to keep doing yeah, it, and if the WWE side. is willing to take the injury risk. And you know, the UFC wants him to. You well, know, of course. I, I think the question becomes: if they want him to fight in. 
I mean, hell, if they're willing to promote Survivor Series, then yeah, you can do it. But like, if they wanted him to fight in October or something like that, and WWE didn't have a huge well, their match big, to promote. their big ones are July and December. They do one right around the New Year. Right. That's a big one for them. They well, when's the um, New York City? Isn't that like October? Oh, that is coming in the fall. You're right. They are going to New York. Yeah, for the first that, time that'll the be, so that be a big, big one, one too. That would yeah. be a big one too. Absolutely. Um, so is, is WWE as will, what I'm trying right, to say is correct, as willing when there's not the, a SummerSlam right. to build the next right. one? And that's a fair question. And there's still an inherent injury risk that comes into this. That right. if if you're planning something with Brock Lesnar and he goes in and he gets, you know, boy, well, like they said, if Brock would have got like concussed, say he would have got knocked out and got like a concussion, then like he's out. He's com- you know what I mean? Right. And then he's out. Then he's yeah, pulled. There's, there's a real. May not, he may not have worked SummerSlam. Right. There's know? a real level of risk that's involved in it. Can or are you willing to take that risk? It, this this time it worked out. Brilliantly. Yep. This could not have worked out better for the WWE. Yeah, it it's really not, couldn't have. It's not a guarantee to work out this well every time. Um, Dan, you pointed out, and I did not know this, that there is a certain UFC fighter who is not John Jones, but is also perhaps facing a significant suspension. Yeah, to uh, Frank Mir. It sounds like it is from what I was reading. It's not, and it sounds like um, it sounds like Frank Mir is conceding um, to the suspension from what I was reading a little interview that he did. So um, that basically, uh, and I guess his contract with UFC, um, no dirt that like, you know, it seemed like the reporter was trying to get dirt out of him, but he was like, no dirt that um, just the way his contract is written now that he can't do anything at all in mixed martial arts, meaning like commentating or doing, um, you know, analyst for ESPN or whatever. Like you can't do anything like that for anything that has to do with MMA while this contract with UFC is in effect. So essentially he is, he as of Friday, um, officially requested a release from his contract so that he can feed his family and continue to have a paycheck coming in as this two-year suspension is going to take place. All very logical. Right. All very logical. Makes all the sense Basically, the let me, hey, no, no hard feelings. Um, I just may have some, like, other opportunities outside of fighting. I'm asking you for a favor. Let I've done a lot so for you, right. you know, over the years. I know I screwed up. I know this is on me. Right, but let me. But go. I got to feed my family. Would so. you please be willing to do this for me because of all of the years that right. I have worked for you? Right. You've got a theory. I think it would be amazing, and I think it would be big money um, if WWE signed him, put him down in the performance center for six months, you know, and right around Royal Rumble. Paul Heyman turns on Brock. Outcome brings out Frank Mir. WrestleMania 33. Frank Mir versus Brock Lesnar. Three with Paul Heyman in Mir's corner. And imagine if they have this working relationship. that It seems as though UFC and... WWE have sh- have shook hands. Right. Yeah, you know, right. have shook right. hands. And, so you uh, would think that WWE would be allowed say, to use hey, some UFC we need footage? footage. Yeah. 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 Let us use the, let us license this footage and, you know, come on. Dude. Realistically, who puts video packages together better than the WWE no one, no, when you're no, trying to pull yeah. emotional strings? Nobody anyway, in the world. Imagine that. Imagine WWE's production, their ability to tell stories and put video packages together. Everything both those guys have and, been through? Yeah. Everything. And, Paul, and Frank, and they advertise it as Mir vs. Lesnar 3, which would just infuriate MMA Oh, oh my fans. God. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would just infuriate them. The rubber them match happens at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania oh, my with God. Mir just, and with, with, and, but oh, you know what's the great I, part I, of it? Does that I, not I, say just, WrestleMania they, all they over? They could also leak out just enough to make you think it might be a shoot fight. Well, you, right. you have... You have Big John come in. 
you had you know the the referee oh. thing, John. Yeah. You put buffer you, you, to announce it, right? To you announce start, the match. You start like. You pay Are, Buffer what he wants to and, announce and the match. you leak to the dirt sheets. They're considering having this be like a shoot, a, a shoot fight. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what you do. You 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 do it. When we, remember we had Josh Gross on. We were talking about uh, Ali Anoki. Yeah. And like nobody knew the yeah. day of the fight. Nobody knew if it was a legit fight or not. Nobody yeah, yeah. had a clue what kind of fight they were getting into when Ali fought Anoki. That's exactly what you do. Like, yeah. you, of course, it's not a shoot fight. Of course. But you make, you, you, you leave it. enough open but to make people the point. think. You right. don't, you, you just don't answer questions. When people ask, you say, yeah, you, you just don't say anything. You don't respond. You let it be out there that maybe it's a shoot fight. Well, yep. and what's, what's worked in wrestling, everything that's worked the best in wrestling is, is an extension of what's real. Like, and real issues, right? Where they turned real issues, like you know, you Matt Hardy and Edge. Yes. Right? Some of their best that have produced and drawn money. Well, they, Frank Mir and Brock Lesnar really hate each other. Yeah, like, they don't right. like each other. Right. You know what I mean? So, you, I mean, all that. You go back to the videos and all this of, of Frank Mir swearing he was going to, you know, a third fight with Lesnar and he'd break his arm. He wanted to break his You know what I mean? Like, all of that. Like, there's just... That's got that's got money all over it for ah, WrestleMania. Oh, it was so yeah. wonderful. Especially yeah. at a time when we're kind of going, okay, who's left there for Lesnar at this point? Besides right. the title, like you can say that AJ Styles Lesnar would be a huge a WrestleMania match, but other than that, there really aren't any There's something guys. That, that you must do. There's nothing right. out you, there you, that you, you, you. I mean, Orton was the last one. Orton was the last, you know, guy who. Right, we didn't faced. really get a finish to the Rollins Lesnar match, you know, like. Yeah, uh, you, you know, could, you do, could that, do that. But and and if it's for the title, that's certainly a right. But no, it's not match. something that needs to happen. It's not right. like everybody is dying to find out. You know, right. Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar would destroy Seth Rollins. You know what I mean? Like we all know that. So you're right. There isn't a lot there that must happen. This would be completely separate from your card. You have all of your own programs. You don't interfere with any of them. Right. This lives on its own. Whenever it can be done on TV, you do it. Whatever you can make work out of it. You try to sell the idea of Frank Mir being a, a wrestler a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you try yep. to, hey, he's done some work. You know, you have somebody come in and put him over. You have a legend come in and put him over and say, I've never watched a guy and train right. harder for, you know, anything and like that. And I mean, this. they have this, the, yeah. the performance center is the most amazing thing they've ever created for so you put him you know what i mean could you, you imagine they let him have like an nxt down. match put him down, you, just to put him down, the system special, that they got an to hour train long special to. you you show him training for an hour right. all you you throw that on the network and all of a sudden yeah you but i'm him. telling you what if you oh, oh, yeah. one time a takeover match with frank mirror on the card right. just something like that right, right. Boom. just to do it once and show hey look you know he's he can grapple you know like he can do this Oh yeah. boy, it yeah. wouldn't. I had asked over the weekend what everybody thought about if John Jones was really going to be suspended for two years because everybody keeps throwing out. Well, you just go to Bellator, but a USADA suspension, you can't. I don't think you can. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't like, know. Simply because a... these suspensions aren't with UFC, right. they're not with, handed, the, but right, they're with the athletic commissions. So right, correct. So I, I, don't I believe think yeah. that's an option. I, I don't either, and I'm not an MMA guy, but I believe my understanding is that. But I don't think that they have anything to do with professional wrestling. Which is why Frank Mir is saying, I, I guess maybe hinted that he has some analyst or journalist right. type right. offers on the table that he could go do and that's what he wants to go do since he can't he's saying he can't fight at all. So the the agreement uh, that I got from everybody about John Jones is the guy's too young. If he's gonna be suspended for two years, he's gonna go work his ass off and he's going to make sure that 
if he does get another opportunity in two years, he's in great shape and he's going to go fight in two years because he'd still have the better part of a decade left. How, on his how old is he? He's, he's still in his late twenties. Is he? Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, and I tend to agree with that. I think you could maybe use him for like an appearance or I was, something. I was going to say if, if you give him, you know, like the performance center, he could train in the performance center. Right? It wouldn't be the exact same type, but it would keep him in shape. I'm sure there are people there who'd love to spar with him and stuff that. If you want to do an appearance, even a physical appearance at some point, I don't think they'd have any problems with that. But, no, as a regular wrestler, no, definitely not. Yeah, that's that's my thought. That's my thought. All right, did we cover everything? We good? I think it's been the longest episode we've ever done. Either that or I just, we took a long break. And yeah, we, we, took did, some, we, did we, some we took some breaks. Appreciate Aaron providing a, a lunch today. Thank you, Yeah, Aaron. see, after a few. Yeah, thank What's you. What's weird is that typically Aaron manages to figure out a way that, like, he's fit. Like, we'll go through weeks, and it's like one week it's AJ, then one week it's me, and then another week it's AJ, then another. And we're like, wait, wait. Is it supposed to be Aaron's week at some point right, in here? Right. But uh, you you lucked out. You were here for Aaron's there we week. Go. So it worked out really well for you. Dan McDevitt, uh, Shamrock Cup this Saturday night at the MCW Arena in Joppa. MCWProWrestling.com. MCWProWrestling.com. And yeah. MissionTicks.com. Everything you need to know. As well to get your tickets. Really appreciate you coming in here. Thanks man. for having me, guys. Really? I'll come back anytime. I love, we'd love oh, to do we, this we, again. We want to make sure. this a more regular thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been trying to do this. We've actually been talking about this for like a year. We've been talking about having you in here to do this. So I'm glad we finally were Yeah, yeah. Just, just buzz me. You know, I'm, I'm I know you got like a real job and you got well, you know, it's, you I, got kids. I have real estate, yeah. So it, But, you know, like it's... For my job, like, because I can make my own schedule, it's easy to pencil in, and it's harder at night because I got the kids. But you know, whether in daycare and school and all, it's like so. This time, doing it like this time is is actually better. That's great. There we go. That's tremendous. So, uh, AJ's on Twitter at AJ Francis four ten. He'll be back with us next week. Don't forget draft show next Tuesday night. Email us yeah. jobbingoutshow at gmail dot com. We'd love to have you. We still have plenty of space available if yep. you want to uh, come in here and watch the draft with us and eat some food, eat drink some, some food, beer, do pro- it. Probably do get it. on the mic a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be able to, oh, it's gonna be an open show next. It, Tuesday. It, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a, it's gonna be interesting. We're gonna get drunk. We need some Ubers. Somebody line up some Ubers for next <laughs> Tuesday night. Um, also, if AJ were here, we'd plug uh, BJ and Migs on uh, 99.9 in uh, Seattle, KISW. We love those guys. They put us over the time. Listen to Migs cast. Listen to Mega cast. Love Ted Smith. Love all them. Appreciate it. Uh, you guys are good guys. Uh, AJ. Or, a- we already covered AJ. You- Aaron. I'm, you're- I'm Aaron. Yeah, I'm not shut AJ. Up. Shut up, Aaron. You're on Twitter. Uh, at the AOC. And we're on Twitter. Jobbing Out Show. What do you have coming up at the, the Baltimore Sun and Rolling uh, Stone? Actually, by the time this comes out, I should have something out on Baltimore Sun. I got a chance to talk to uh, Rich Swan the other day. Oh, very cool. And uh, it, it was good. You know, we talked a lot about the Cruiserweight Classic, but the most interesting thing, and I'll, I'll give you guys a little spoiler here, we got in to talk about the weigh-in aspect of the Cruiserweight Classic and how they're, they're doing legitimate weigh-ins. And if you do not really? make weight, they will pull you out. They have five alternates ready to go, including uh, Kai Katana, who's worked right, for you guys right, a lot. Yeah. But uh, we got into talking about weigh-ins, and he told me that this is the first time he's ever had to weigh in for anything because he started wrestling when he was 15, and the school system considered that making money from a professional sport, so they ruled him ineligible to play high school athletics. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So That's interesting. That, 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 so we talked about that for a little while. That was, that was probably the most eye popping I was like, wow. They, they viewed it as a sport. They viewed right, it as a professional right. athlete. That's an- that's pretty. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, that's from a technical standpoint, because he was in Maryland. I guess if you're athletic commission, it was, it was in it was in York actually at the time. Was it? Oh, was he in York? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, well, Pennsylvania, you're licensed too. They're athletic commission. You're licensed. So, you know, I guess if there's an argument to be made that you know if you're a licensed professional athlete, you know, then you you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you are licensed by a commission. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating. Uh, it was, really that, fascinating. I heard that. I was like, wait, wait, what? They wow. they they thought you were you know. 
Because them, it's usually wrestling. Oh, it's not a sport. It's not a sport. But in that case, oh, wrestling is clearly a sport. You're making money off of it. You can't play football. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Really fascinating. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. That'll be at BaltimoreSun.com. Yeah. BaltimoreSun.com. Excellent. All right. I'm on uh, Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. My website, GlennClarkRadio.com, is always two ends. For Dan McDevitt, uh, thanks also to Jim Cornette. Appreciate him. For uh, AJ and for Aaron, I am Glenn. This has been Jobbing Out.